First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, and welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast. We have a crazy episode for you. Because we need to toss a cookie to your Santa. Oh, winter of wonder. Oh, winter of wonder. Oh, oh, oh. Did I get it, guys? Did I get it? I thought we were going to harmony there. I got I to gotta say, your, your ho, ho, ho was weak as shit, though. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas from the Two Brew Crew. Well, Come on, I, man. I got to say, if you need a Santa uh, impersonator, just call, call up Drew. Because that, that was excellent. Thank I, you. I, I do Thank concede. You. Thank you. Um, all right, so man, I, I, we have a jam-packed episode this week. I cannot wait. Uh, we're we're actually going for the three beers podcast this week. Beer one this week. We got Tori here for the NBA two for one. Tori, Hello, sir. Yeah, welcome aboard. Yeah, I'm never nervous. How to get that in before it gets cut off? Three beers. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go ga- grab another beer. Apparently, three beers. Oh, I, I thought you guys got the memo. Did you guys not get the memo? I just I got uh, I got three beers. I'm just trying to make up for my solemn solemnness last week when I was <laughs> when I was on so when I was on my deathbed, drugged up on so much uh, so much Nyquil. <laughs> so I I didn't even listen to it yet. So I can only imagine how I how like oh, awful it was, I sounded. I, I there were a couple comments of like, did, did Drew want to be there or? <laughs> I was just, I was just, I was. Just, I, I just remember Drew going like, "Hey, I wasn't paying attention. What did you say again?" Like about uh, five times that. Yeah, time. but that's like that's actually that's actually what I normally do. I just don't say it out loud. I just pretend like I'm listening to him. Oh, so so, so anyway, so sorry, in round sorry. in round two we're gonna do our our usual sports, and then in round three we're gonna do our usual sport uh, shows and movies. So, uh, before we get to the beers, this is our last episode of our sponsor, Brick. Getabrick.com. Um, you know, the, again, they sell quality, uh, like utility knives, multi-tools, Zippo lighters, etc. wrapped up, quote unquote, wrapped up in a brick, a four pound brick. It'll come to your door. Uh, two beers listeners use the promo code beer for the month of December. We've already missed the deadline to get it by Christmas, but if you got an office party, you know, an after Christmas exchange, Telling you, this will be the the talk of the exchange. I did it with my kids. They had fun blasting the heck out of this thing with a hammer. You know, I've already been using my multi tool and my uh, flashlight and everything, so it's useful stuff. Again, you get five dollars off, and they do advertise a one hundred and ten percent satisfaction guaranteed, and that is literal. They will give you your money plus ten percent back if you are not satisfied with your purchase. So, you know, if you want to smash some shit up and have a badass gift, I'm telling you, get a brick.com. We, we enjoyed it. So that, that's our, their, their last episode with them. So thanks, thanks for being our first sponsor on the podcast. And so without further ado, let's assume positions for everybody's favorite part, the two brew salute. Ready? Three, two, one. All right, it's Christmas week. You know I'm coming in hot with a Mad Elf. What, what did we say this was last time? 11%? Yep. 
Uh, Drew, what you got? Uh, I got me a Blizzard of Hops. There it is. Trogsies. Trogs, Trogs, uh, or like Eskimo Brothers, but with Trogs. Mm-hmm. Tori? Uh, I don't have any Christmas beers around, but it is barrel-aged stout season, and I had a CBS laying around, so Ooh. got that going. Wonderful Founders Brew. Nice. All right. So let's get into this. The go for, t- or, I mean, uh, <laughs> the two for one. <laughs> slip of the tongue, slip of the tongue. My the God. Two- Hey, this this is this is we're we're having fun. We're having fun. So, uh, Drew, you got an agenda for us, right? Uh it's a general outline. Why don't Ooh, you take it over pages from here? Flipping. Let's go. You want me to? Oh, I I uh, I, I, I somehow I, I thought you were the host. I the like the pages one. flipping for added effect. We should continue that and try and keep that going. Oh, well, actually, I uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you want me? Oh, okay, you're you're. No, right. I'll, 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 I I thought you were the host of two for one, so I guess I'll host it. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. All right. So all let's right, do. Uh, no, I got I got it. Don't worry. I can I can I can. You should have texted it to us, Drew. I did. <laughs> <laughs> that is the joke for everyone. Oh uh, God! All right. All right. All right. So let's just start. Let's thoughts? just start off with some initial, initial thoughts, thoughts on the season. On the season. Oh, okay. Now you're. Oh, you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it now. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I don't like it. Uh, Tori. Hey. Let's start with you, pal. What are your uh, initial thoughts on the NBA season? Um, I'm, I am a better host at this. You're right. A, a Tori, what, your initial thoughts on the NBA season. What You've wow. been watching the most so far. What, what, what have you been seeing out there? Jordan, I just want to say that was amazing the way you did that and set that up. Um, Thank you. I have seen a lot of things that I expected to see. Some I have not. Um, I know a lot of people were high on the Lakers and expected them to come to, come out of the gate and have it all together. I did not. I, I think I had them as the sixth seed in our preview. Uh, I'll look through my notes. But uh, I got it. I got it. Yeah, so... You I, had them as the four seed, my friend. The four seed? Oh, yes, well. sir. Well, I think they're, what, the five seed right now? Six, six, six seeds, like somewhere the around there. Seven they're they're six, but or no, they're it's, seven. All those but every, teams are within yeah, like five, five, that, yeah, five yeah. through nine are all tied or within a half game of each other. So, but uh, I think uh, the two seeds I had as the number one are number one. I had Phoenix. They're up at the number one, uh, backed by an eighteen game winning streak, which was pretty amazing. Scrumptious. Uh, I had the. The Nets is number one, and they're in the number one seed. Um, some injury issues for teams did early I, on. Did I write either? I was drunk when I wrote this list down, or I don't know what. Because I probably, but go on, <laughs> go on. I have for you. I have the Bucks as one, the Nets as two in the East, and I have the Suns as one and the Denver Nuggets as I, two. I definitely. Oh, maybe I did have the Bucks as one. Oh, I did write the Bucks as one. Yeah, you did have the yeah, and then you had the you had you know what? a bunch of liars you know what? too. I remember you sit on a throne of lies. Remember, I said I switched things around to have teams fall where I wanted them to fall in the playoffs, and and I see I have the Nets scratched out and the Bucks scratched out and flipped them. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, well, I have I've I've got the I've got the so Jordan. Yeah. I don't have yours, but I have the official Drew and Tory list. I, I so. do. I did put the Bucks as one and the Nets as two officially. So, but gotcha. uh, but uh, and then C- continue, had, continue. Uh, 
speaking of Denver, uh, injury woes. Michael Porter's back came uh, back no. injury flared up. Uh, you know Jamal Murray still not with them. Uh, so but, what do you what do you guys talk about at the fan club meetings now that he's like not playing? Is it, are they quick or do you guys just like sit around and watch his high school highlights? Um, we all have back pain to commiserate with them. <laughs> uh, they, they've gone from in person to Zoom meetings, and half the people don't log in. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, I, a couple of things. I had the Bulls making a push. They did. Um, didn't see the uh, Wizards nor the Cavs getting off to the start that they have. Um, the Wizards have kind of regressed, fall down to yeah. kind of where I had them. Uh, well, I didn't have them in the playoffs. So I think they're going to fall out of the playoffs eventually, but they have fallen down. Uh, the Cavs are still going, and I'll tell you what, I would love to see them play one game because they are blacked out in Pittsburgh, and that grinds my gears to no end. Oh, why, so, why are they why are they here. blacked out on because it's the closest NBA city to us and but you don't actually but you don't, don't get, get any their Cleveland up. we no. don't get oh, any wow. Cleveland sports stations there's whatsoever. like there's like apparently like one cable provider in Pittsburgh that carries local Cleveland stations and so uh, they consider us to have the option to get the Cleveland local channels which we do not. So, and so we're stuck with like every they're blacked out on league pass they're like they're on league pass that you pay for it's it's insane it is that's, yeah that is insane. yeah that's and i've nuts. written i've written to the nba i've brought it up to anyone i know we've who's tweet, affiliated tweet, we've tweeted at them tweeted like them non-stop like and they every just don't year. care they just don't care if wow. you're like all those t- all those games where lebron james was with the Cavs, yeah. and, like you wanted to watch lebron james miss like, lebron's prime all of wow <laughs> It's insane. Like, Even though you were paying for it. Now, now I just would like to get like a few looks at, at uh, Evan Mobley. I almost said Katina Mobley. Uh, <laughs> of Evan Mobley. But, uh, and, and I can't. So, But apparently they're doing good from what I hear. You know, uh, I'm just pl- doing a little Adam Prince uh, box, box score warrior. warrior. Oh, the, off the top rope. So... You know, that's all I could do do with the Cavs, but they're a surprise for me. Um, Dallas, you're just you're just you're just, you're just you're just going through the entire outline here. Yeah, in one, like in the, one like shot. The whole, in, the whole NBA. <laughs> but, in one shot here. <laughs> but uh, the, they 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 a surprise me. Memphis uh, continuing to be good without John Morant was a surprise, yeah. and yeah, so much so, so much so that uh, their fans want him to just go ahead and take a couple more games off. Apparently. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. By the way, we got to make it out to Memphis. My cousin's out there right now, and I want some barbecue. And I know you guys probably want to watch some NBA, so we should do that. Yeah. You tell me when and where. Um, Drew. Well, Memphis would be where. <laughs> when, when would be during the NBA season? Two, two Shea salesmen. There's actually a schedule posted that says when they're out there. So. Two Shea salesmen. Um, all right. So Drew, you're not you're, you're not getting this kind of content on the fucking Zach Lowe and the Low Post with Doris Burke and her boring ass. God. You, don't, you don't see Shams posting stuff. She's like the worst. Uh, there, there, those podcasts with with her. They, she. No, anyway, I'm not gonna get into it. Go ahead, continue. Drew, what's your initial thoughts? Uh. Just uh, it's almost like the NFL. Like everybody just kind of stinks at the same level, except for like three or four teams. And like I know a lot of that has to do with the COVID stuff now. That's completely terrorizing teams the last couple of weeks. But even early on, 
a lot, you know, there were some teams, um, you know, that got hit early. Like the Sixers were the hottest team in the NBA, and then half their team gets gets into the protocols and they lose like seven out of nine games. So um, that's really been that's been kind of the biggest thing. Like I, I said it on our regular podcast a couple of weeks ago. Like I'm just waiting for that one team that's not the Suns and the Warriors to go ahead and just make that run and start just winning a bunch of games in a row. Um, Memphis and Utah kind of started to do that. Um, so they've, they've made a little bit of a push, but that's really, that's really been what I've seen. Um, you know, the Warriors being the Warriors without Clay Thompson is probably the biggest takeaway for me. Cause I think we talked about, I mean, Jo, you were high on them from the get go even without having to see clay thompson or anything you were you were so enamored with or with steph curry uh last year after you had some questions about how good he really was yep, yep. um and you were all in on them when we did the the the, the you know the season preview for the um yep. for the two for one i you know i was more i gotta see i had him as the four c but i was like i, I gotta see what clay thompson looks like because he's the big piece and Man, they've been just so good, even without him. Um, and for a couple of guys, I'll talk about in some of the other sections we have for surprises and things like that. But you know, Curry just broke the three-point record, uh, which was awesome. And did this team? This is why I always get mad when people are like, "Oh, the Warriors just you know shooting threes. They just shoot all these threes. No. It's like, dude, that's not like they you don't you don't so beautifully just passing like, and cutting. Passing they and cutting. they nobody nobody sets up. Um, a shot off multiple passes like the Warriors did. Actual like their, plays. Their actual offense. Their, their their offense. Like the um, like yeah, like the elevator play that they run. I think it's the escalator. I think it's called the elevator that they run like at the top of the key. <laughs> it's it's something just, involving elevation. It's it's, it's escal- I forget if it's called the escalator or the elevator mover for Curry. The airport. They used to it went like when Bogut was on that team mm-hmm. and it was like Bogut and Draymond Green setting the, the setting the double screen for Curry. It, it was just completely unguardable. Um, they've been great. Everybody on that team has just stepped up. Like even Otto Porter, who like was left for dead, like. He's I played. I'm surprised he was still in the league, dude. He's he's played really well this season. I love I mean, Otto Porter. I think the only thing that I'm not surprised about, which maybe you are, Jo, because I think we talked about a couple times. Like that, I'm like I I didn't think they were going to play those rookies at all, and they're really not. Um, they are they are now because they have to because half the teams in uh, right. health and safety protocols. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, so maybe they still maybe they still make some moves and. I thought we might get Clay Thompson back this weekend. It looks like he's not going to be back till January now, which makes me sad because I got my hopes up. But yeah, I think outside of outside of the Warriors, um, yeah, I think that's that's really. I'll talk the Bulls. I'll talk about a little bit later because um, they deserve some credit, which I said I wanted to see them prove. They Zach Levine and that team had to prove to me that they could do something before I, you know, just blindly give they gave them the stamp of approval again like i've done the last two years so um but i'll talk about them a little later nice all right um so item two on your list here uh award watch oh what about you what about you you got any oh, thoughts on the season thoughts? bro you're part of the you're part of the crew i mean you, um, know, you know the warriors so you may as well lay some other knowledge on us no the the i um you know i i a couple funny things. One, 
I thought the Wizards might be competitive, but I honestly thought they'd use that rookie Kispert more as like a, like a spot up a spot up shooter. He was and your he dark horse much, in he your. He pretty uh... much gets like no burn. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Jo like, J- oh, rookie of the year Jo rookie of the year candidate. You gave us like five guys. Okay, pick one. <laughs> I Corey Kispert. I thought he'd be like a um like like a poor man's Joe Harris, so to speak, which basically means like nine points a game. Um, but that, that, that has not materialized, but they have been competitive, which is funny. Um, so I got that partially right. Um, same thing with, um, again, Warriors. I expected them to have a little more burn out of their rookies and they really haven't like Jordan Poole progressing out of nowhere. Just fantastic. Um, yeah, the, the Bulls and the Cavs, great stories. Um, but I, I have to say like. I kind of, and this is in hindsight probably a little bit dumb on my part, but I kind of expected a little bit of a swoon, like a little bit of a hangover from the Suns, just because I'm like, eh, I, I don't know. Like, you know, they go and they lose. Like, they were that close. Like, are they going to have a letdown? And they did not have a letdown. They hit the to gas pedal. the moon, baby. They, they hit a gas pedal, and I I was not expecting that. So that was... That was um, not and then some of these good teams just suck like the hawks and the knicks are out of the playoffs Oxymoron, right now. but okay <laughs> the- well they were the four seed in the fifth seed last year or whatever okay. it was some teams have regressed the yeah that's, yeah so the hawks <laughs> oh the we're knicks, gonna talk about the knicks and then even like the bucks are like struggling to win games on a consistent basis so that's been they, like, they haven't had a consistent line yeah the bucks i was gonna say the bucks have been more injuries really which is like that was kind of my thing like it's just so hard to know who actually is good outside of the Suns and the Warriors at this right. point. Yeah, that's all. So, again, sec- second point. Award watch. MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year. Drew, do you, did you want to go over who we had? Yeah, so, so who we had. My picks were most improved, Jordan Poole, MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Almost. Did I get it? That was really <laughs> close. Good job. Rookie of the year. You're closest yet. My boy Jalen Suggs. Tori. Terrence Mann for MIP. <laughs> Trey Young for MVP. Uh, I, I'm holding on. I'm not. Um, no, I know. I, I know. I, I just, you know. I'm not throwing him. that one away. Terrence Mann, I'm probably throwing away. That's about um, it. Rookie of the year, Davian Mitchell. Eh, probably not, but. He's in. He, he's in the top seven. Yeah, it's a long season. Mister Mister White, most improved. Your boy Halliburton. You're gonna die on Halliburton. Island. I yeah. <laughs> I'm holding MV- him like it was M- actual Halliburton stock. Uh, MVP. Speaking of Halliburton, Steph- I feel like Jordan's like. I feel like Jordan's like the guy in Austin Powers at Halliburton, where it's just the uh, steamroller coming right at him, and he's like, <laughs> Stop! refuses to move. <laughs> Stop, move, move, um, move. MVP, Mr. Wardell Curry. And rookie of the year, you gave five, like five guys. I'm going to go Mobley because you uh, Mo- – Mobley was my guy. That's, that's Mobley been, that's, was his guy. Yeah, yeah. That's, been your, that's, that's been your guy from the get-go. So I'll, I'm going to give you Mobley. Um, so those were our picks. What are, how are we feeling about them? Any I changes? Think, I think I got two out of three. So you want to keep? So you, yeah, you still like Curry and Mobley for those awards. What about most improved? Any change to that, Jo? 
What, you you want me to back out on Halliburton now? I'm just asking. I'm not saying you're no, going to. No, because they're going to trade De'Aaron Fox, and then Halliburton's going to get so much burn, and his numbers are going to pop, and they'll be like, oh, look at this guy. <laughs> All righty. Tori, how about you, man? How, uh, what, what, uh, what, what are you looking at here for your picks? Uh, I feel like the Hawks have a run in them yet. I don't. I don't think they're... I don't think that ship has completely sunk. I, th- I think they're going to make a run and move up the ladder in the playoffs. And when they do, if, I think that could be a push for Trey Young's MVP candidacy. But I, I don't think he'll ev- ever get to the point where he's going to get it. Um, but I'll, I'll stick with him just because it's what I said. Um, as far as rookie of the year... Uh, I, I'm not gonna hop like I'm not I'm not gonna change my pick, but I I think the front runners at the moment uh, would be Mobley, uh, Cade Cunningham, um, God I'm blanking right now, uh, Scotty Barnes. Those are probably the th- one, two, and three in some order. Uh, but I, I'll stick with Mitchell just because that's who I took. As far as most okay. improved, I don't think Terrence Mann has a snowball chance in hell. Since it's Christmas, they just—it's uh, just too many. All the guys are just doing too much together on that team to, for anyone to really separate themselves outside of Paul George. Yeah. Um. I I really oh God I, I most improved. Um, I know that's I was just racking my brain too like who would oh, even it, be? It's an easy answer. It's an easy uh, answer. You you're probably gonna say Jordan, so when Jordan I'm, Poole. Well, Seth, I, well that Seth that Curry would, that, is probably who you're gonna say. He's he's stepped up, but uh. Jordan Poole, is, no. yeah, that's a good one. Um, God, I just had someone. Who was I thinking of? Marvin Bagley? No. Uh, I'll come back to <laughs> Went it. from nothing to eight and uh, six. Yeah. So, I think Suggs, Suggs is going to miss too many games. Um, so, the two guys, you, to your point, Tori, the two guys to me that are, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to Mobley. I mean, he's averaging 14, eight and two right now. The Cavs are on fire. Um, he's being a big part of that game. I mean, that, that team's winning. And, I mean, Cade, who was injured and started off slow, has just completely come to form. I mean, he's averaging 16, 6, and 5. Now, they're going to be pretty bad all year, so it, it's kind of one of those situations, like last year with Anthony Edwards and then LaMelo Ball, like, what do you put more value on? Uh, so I, I think Mobley is going to get it because I think the Cavs are probably going to have the best record. Out of those rookies, uh, but those are those guys. Most improved player. Wait, I think, can I get? Can I guess yours, Drew? Most improved player. Yeah, Demar Derozan. <laughs> no, but see, that's why I talked about this in the first episode. Like, he 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 should be a candidate for it, but he's they don't do that. Like, they don't, they don't give like the like the number one score yeah, on a team. Yeah, the, or yeah. like to your point, Tori, like. I'm not pick. I'm not picking Seth Curry, but like Seth Curry would be a great example. But they're not going to give it to Seth Curry. Uh, yeah. uh, Pool would Pool would still be the safe bet, but I'm just so fucking impressed by Tyrese Maxey. Uh, yeah, gone from good, eight. Good, po- yeah. Gone from 18 yeah. points a game, 17, four and five, shooting 48 percent from the field, 37 percent from three, and 88 from the free throw line. And he only has. He's only averaging 1.4 turnovers a game. Like he before this COVID shit happened, like he was flirting with like the last man to make the All Star team in the Eastern Conference, and that, I don't think that's an exaggeration with those numbers. 
I, I just don't. He, um, he was their life whenever all those guys were out with COVID. He, uh, he said that he, he's and he's he's played so and awesome. Kept them from from really going down and sinking. They they won a bunch of games that they yeah. maybe shouldn't have because of the way he played. And they were even the games they lost. They were in them to the very last couple of minutes because of Maxi. Uh, so good to the fact where now where you whatever happens with Simmons, you, you may not even want to be trading him for a point guard because you've got Maxi now. So uh, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch that most improved to Tyrese Maxi. I think Pool probably is still a front runner for it, but I'm, I'm gonna go my my homer here and just be infatuated with that guy. The, so one guy I had thought of that I don't like you said I don't think they'll give it to him, but I was imp- impressed by the way his game has progressed is Anthony Edwards. Um, oh, he's so good. I saw him live. It, he, um, he's he's insane. It, I like I like. Yeah, I just finished watching the Minnesota game. I've been really impressed by the way he's progressing, the way he's flourishing. He's going to be a star. He's really good. I, yeah, I last, did not think he was going to be as good as he is. Well, this time me, last year, me yeah, because yeah, because we were I, all I he was he was sitting there talking about how he'd rather be in the NFL <laughs> this time last year yeah, when we were recording the because uh, they didn't start till December last year, right? So we didn't. Uh, we didn't record the the first NBA preview to about this time, um, but yeah, it's like it's in he's he's insanely good. So let's see if yeah, they can he was the one that together. said, "Oh, NFL, you can be so much more disrespectful." And it's like, yeah, he about? he was that was the question about him. Like, does he even want to be in the NBA? So uh, and then lastly, like MVP, I, I mean, Giannis, like it's not a crazy pick to still have him there. Uh, I'll stick with it, but I just I wrote some guys down like. Kevin Durant is just fucking insane right now. Um, like I said, I, he's the best player in basketball. He is coming off this and injury. And here's and I was so I was I was looking I, re- I looked at him at Curry and like so Durant is first in scoring twenty nine point seven eight yeah you know, eight boards six assists shooting fifty two percent from the field thirty eight from three and eighty nine from the free throw line. You got Curry, who's 27, 5, and 6, 43% from the field and 40% from three. So he's down a little bit in his his shooting percentages. The one thing that Durant, like, when it, when, it, when I think about, like, all right, so who, like, because this is always, these guys are now always linked to each other because of the back and forth in Golden State and the whole, oh, did Durant leave because it was always going to be Curry's team nonsense. But um, I just, like, Curry, as great as Curry is, and I think he doesn't get enough credit for how he gets so many guys great looks on offense because the defense has to be so triggered to him. He he just is never going to be able to be a guy on defense that you can rely on like these yep. other guys. Like Durant, like when he like locked up Trey Young a couple couple weeks ago, like you just can never you're never going to be able to rely on Curry to go do that. So to me, like that's the differentiator. Um again, Giannis 27 11 and 6 plus like incredible, you know, blocks and steals numbers. Um, I do want to shout out, and I'll be doing a lot of this for these guys. Demar Derozan, twenty-seven, five and four. He's played phenomenal, bro. Like fifty percent from the field, fifty or thirty-three from three. Which I feel be like, ah, oh, it's not great. That shooting a career high from the full from the floor and from three, and ninety percent from the free throw line. His decision making has been excellent. I don't know if that's 
like a product of playing in San Antonio or what? He was he was good with that bef- beforehand though. Uh, he mean, wasn't a great not, playmaker. He not, wasn't a great playmaker. Let's not act like the the, the uh, Raptors weren't winning six. I love though. Listen, I'm, I've that. never. I, mean, I almost lost my mind. One of the reasons I stopped listening to the Zach Low uh, Zach Low podcast because he was doing a redraft of the DeRozan draft and trying to say that Drew Holiday should be drafted ahead of DeMar DeRozan, and I lost my shit. I'm like, and this is like two years ago that he made that comment, and I'm like. Uh, fuck you, Zach Lowe. Like, <laughs> DeMar DeRozan is a fucking Austin. This guy could just score basket. I'm just saying, he wasn't a great playmaker yeah, yeah. in Toronto, like the way he's doing with Chicago. And yeah. he's, dude, he is, of course, I lost my well, phone. He, he does have Can more I... talent around him in Chicago than he had in either Toronto yeah, or, or uh, especially San Antonio. Yeah, that's can, I, can I say that his braids this year have just been on point? They, braids they have fantastic. been making a comeback. <laughs> Braids, they have been. braids have been making a comeback, and so many of them, like to me, just kind of look like meh. But like his are like Mwah, chef's kiss. They yeah. they were sexy. Yeah, and I again, I don't think Gotta he'll ever. Uh, I I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll get it, but he deserves to be in the conversation. So, I think yeah. that's kind of where we stand with the awards. Should make a return Sweet. to the All Star team. Oh, for sure. All right, for sure. Um, so that's a perfect segue into. Biggest surprises and biggest disappointments. Yes. Um, and we, we've all kind of touched on this a little bit, but, um, Tori, let's start with you. Oh, Can God. I go first? For, once? Jeez. Oh, I, I thought go you ahead. just went. Go ahead. This is a good oh, one. Oh, my bad. Go first. I want to go first. Well, I mean, Tori basically already gave us all his surprises that's, and disappointments. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, his you know, initial thoughts. <laughs> I thought that's and what you, know what? I thought that's you I, asked I, for. You, you guys said, what's your surprises? What's, you know, what surprised you? And I told you what surprised me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Initial thoughts, whatever. I, whatever. I'm just kidding. I'm confused. All right, my my biggest surprises: uh, the Memphis Grizzlies being 19 and 13 right now, considering the fact they played like 10 games without John Morant. Uh, that's incredible. Um, and a couple of those they played without. Um, oh my God! How am I blanking on my boy from Oregon right now? That's Mitchell? insane. Dylan no. Brooks. Dylan Brooks, sorry. God, that's embarrassing. Uh, without Dylan Brooks. So, dude, they're gritting and grinding. They're getting it done. I still think they're kind of a wing, a, a veteran wing away from really being like a serious, you know, multi-round playoff win team. Um, but that's such a that's a great story. Uh, JL, I hope you're going to spike these guys. I'm going to be short with these guys because this is, this is all you. You are all over them in the kickoff show. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers being 19-12. and 12, Again, like Colin Sexton goes down, off, they're off to a shaky start. Then Colin Sexton goes down for the year, and they just explode. Kevin loves like having fun playing basketball again, and not just like throwing the ball off the backboard and uh, <laughs> accosting his teammates in the middle of games. Um, <laughs> that, oh god, his highlights from last year are great. Uh, and Andrew Wiggins, two-way wigs, man. I, I didn't even write down his numbers. I wrote down two numbers, both career highs. 42% from three and 49% from the field. You did nothing but shit on him last year, and I was like, I don't understand why you, like, hated this he guy. Just, like, he's just not a good – he wasn't he, a good – he wasn't like this last no, no, year. No, no, no. He wasn't like this last year. But this team allows him to be his true self because in Minnesota they wanted him to be, like, the top dog, like the alpha, and that's just not him. This team, he gets to settle in more of his role and like who he is, his personality, which is kind of laid back, you know, find his way, get in, get his, uh, pick his spots, 
And that just fits him a lot, All right, lot more. I, I just put up Wiggins' numbers on the fly. You're going to shit yourself. It's like 18, 5, and 6. I know what they are. No, no. You oh, ready? God. So last year compared to this year. You ready? 33 probably, minutes. Probably very they're, they're similar. They're almost identical. I said they're probably are they? very similar. 33 are they? minutes. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let me know when you guys want me to read these. Read the numbers. Okay. Uh, 11, 19. Go ahead. Okay. 33 <laughs> minutes last year, 31 minutes this year. Uh... 7 of 14 in both years. Uh, Three-point percentage is the big jump. This He's 42% this year, 38 last year. That's the big jump. Other than that, though, um, let's see. 18.6 last year, 18.7 this year, points per game. Rebounds, last year was 4.9, this year 4.5. Assists, last year was 2.4, this year 1.8. Yeah, what was his field goal percentage last year? Field goal percentage was 477 last year and 491 this year. Wait, 477? 47%. Oh, uh, 47. All right, so yeah. And so, then 40, 49% this year. Yeah, so career highs in field goal and three percentage. He's yeah, much more efficient. It was within a couple. Yeah. I mean, not not mar- like marginally. Not, not four, like significantly. Yeah. Okay, and then 4% from three. I Yeah, yeah the three-point is big. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, giving him, is, I'm, I'm giving him his kudos. He's been sensational for them this year yeah he's been good um those are my three biggest surprises on the year uh my three biggest disappointments uh luka Doncic and the mavs i like oh, agreed like luka he comes in fat again like they are who we thought they were i mean i i wasn't totally high on this roster like i i i pretty much said it in the i said it in the preview show like Lucas is playing with a bunch of Kirkland brand players, effectively. I mean, Porzingis has stepped up and, you know, has played much better than he has in the last few years, but he's still whatever. I mean, they're four, they're sitting at 14 and, so 14 and 15 right now. Like, Lucas been hurt again. I mean, I don't know how much of that is because he's out of shape. Like, that doesn't, doesn't help when you're carrying, like, an extra, like, 20 pounds coming in and playing these games. Believe me, um, I know from experience. <laughs> I, had a, I, had a real, I had real high hopes for the Mavs and Luca. Well, not really the Mavs, but just that Luca would just, just, you know, be that guy that you'd want to watch. And, I mean, he just isn't even playing. So, they're my number one. Yeah, 20, 25, 8, and 8, just out there sucking it up. I mean, he's just, yeah, I mean, he just hasn't, but he hasn't been effective. Like, they're 14 and 15. So sucking it up on a very line. ineffective 25, 8, and 8. They're 14 and 15, bro. Um, yeah. And the horn, it's like, I, I mean, I only had the sig- horn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. Hopefully. Uh, I would say the Hornets, I had the Hornets, I mean, I had them as a 7 seed, so, like, they're not, I mean, they're the 8 seed right now, so it's not like they're crazy, but, like, I thought they were going to come out and be pretty good and then kind of fall back in the line as we got to the end of the year. Like, I mean, they're 16 and 17, their game under 500. I just thought they would take a nice little, I thought, th- I thought when I, when you looked at them and the Knicks, I just thought that the Hornets were going to actually get better. Whereas I thought the Knicks were going to take steps back and like the Hornets, I mean, they've really, you know, they've both taken steps back and the Hornets almost just as much, you know, again, COVID stuff, you miss some players, but 16 and 17, I really thought they'd be a fun, exciting team this year. And again, really would start out hot, and they just they just haven't done that. 
I didn't expect any more from them than I, what they are. I feel are, like they honestly. missed. They were missing a couple pieces for a while. Like PC yeah, they are. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot, a lot of a lot of these teams are just you know. There's been COVID and injuries, but I just you know I just thought they were going to be more excited. I thought you'd see them where the Cavs are early. Yeah. And you would see then, then you know, they come back to the pack as the as the season went on, and some of these older teams started to make their get into you know postseason form. I just didn't expect them to be a game under five hundred thirty five games into the season. So a little disappointing. And James Harden, like I I know it's crazy again. Like his oh, numbers are there. his numbers are twenty one eight and is why his stats are bullshit. Like he's twenty one eight and ten, but. He's shooting forty percent from the field and thirty four percent from three. Like again, tw- I don't I don't know how these guys are twenty pounds overweight and play. Like I don't, I don't know. Like when they're constantly just playing, like I, like you have to be just so like not paying attention to your diet to get this way. He hasn't <laughs> like he hasn't been good at all, and like that's why Durant has to play all these crazy minutes and is you know carrying that team the way he is. I, I knew the rule changes would alter his game a little bit, but he's. There were people saying we're picking him to be the MVP this MVP this year of the Nets and not Durant, and that's the farthest thing from what's happening. He has been heavily disappointing. <laughs> heavily, and they're I still. What, I see what you did there. Yeah, you like what <laughs> I did there? Pun intended. And they're still number one, the one seed in the East. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Last, last big surprise. I apologize. Uh, the Bulls being top five in uh, team defense is. I don't know how these stats are calculated because this says the Lakers are tied for 10th and that their fucking defense is a dumpster fire. But the Bulls being top five in defense, I if you told me to bet a million dollars, I'd be a million in the hole right now if that was going to be the case with those guys. So kudos to them. All right, T-Money, okay. you can go. All right, let's see. As far as uh, surprises, I mean – Cavs, I mean, you know it there. Like, I, I did not see that coming. Uh, I thought at most they would uh, be in the bottom half of the Eastern playoffs. You know, maybe make, like, somewhere between a 7 and 10 seed. They're playing well above that um, from, you know, everything I read and uh, hear other people say that I don't get to watch with my own eyes. Um, so that that's one of the biggest surprises. The Wizards started off as a surprise, but I kind of never yeah, trusted back. them. I, I was like, "There's that." Uh, like, I could see the Cavs finishing off the season, you know, more or less where they're at. Like the Wizards, I always, I was like, "Okay, they're they're coming back down to the pack." Like they don't have any anyone that's they don't have anything that I haven't seen from any one of their players. Like other players are like seven to tenth year guys that I know what they're capable of. And never saw them doing that to start and knew that they were coming back down to earth. Um, as far as the East, I'm trying to think of the, uh, as far, I'm trying to think of positive surprises. <laughs> um, there's a couple negative ones, but, uh, name them. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go to my Western conference, uh, positive surprises. Memphis, obviously you touched on that. Uh, them playing, just winning without John Morant. They yeah, just awesome. Putting up uh, the the biggest margin of victory of all time was. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that that blew my mind. I was like, this team seventy five points or something. Seventy. Like that. They won by seventy three points. No other team has ever won by seventy three points. 
and they did without John Morant, which blew my mind. Uh, yeah. Um, the the Warriors positive surprise. I thought there would be good. Um, I I did not see them being as good as they were to start the season. They came out just on fire and ready to go. Uh, I don't really yeah, think there's too much. Seed. What? Chomping at the bit here. Yeah, you had him. You I had him, him as, Adam a, as a six, six seed. Yeah, six seed. And, and yeah, six seed. We'll get we'll get to that later. Whenever we. Oh yeah, for your matchup. <laughs> well, well, Nonsense. here's the thing. I do think whenever you're gonna probably get on me a little bit. I do think whenever Clay comes back and Wiseman comes back, it's there's going to be an adjustment period, and they're gonna lose some games. So they might end up hmm. falling back. But be better in the long run, if that makes sense. Like it's gonna take them like a, a few, a while, several, maybe twenty, twenty-five games, thirty games to figure. Oh no, that's but, too many. I I would say like six. They might be. I'll be curious. I'll be. They, I'll be. I'll be. Wiseman. Wiseman's a bigger. Wiseman, I think a yes. bigger adjust. The yeah. big. The biggest adjustment will be how will Jordan Poole play coming off the exactly. bench versus it, being it, a starter. And then all those guys, like how it affects all those other guys, you know. The pools, the Kamingas, the the Gary Payton the second. Well, Kaminga is gonna be on the same seat on the on the bench that he's been on all season. So. Well, I mean, he started get, he started getting a little <laughs> bit of play with all these. I know what you mean, games. though. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not gonna be. Yeah, there's there's gonna be. Yeah, there's gonna be some games where yeah. they're gonna be just feeling stuff out and not worrying yeah. about actually getting the W. I'm with you. Yeah, but uh, and Toscano, Anderson, those kind of guys, like who have been getting a little bit more run that are maybe now are gonna just see. 10 minutes, five minutes a game, you know, how they, like it's going to affect them in more ways than you think is what I'm saying. I see them falling down a little bit before maybe fighting okay. themselves. Uh, okay. Okay. But anyway, to the negative surprises, uh, number one has got to be the Hawks. Like they, their team is more not, they didn't really lose any other frontline talent from last year. Uh, they didn't add any, but they didn't lose any. So them falling down as far as they have in an East that's not, you know, particularly strong outside of maybe five, six teams, like they they, they should be pushing, you know, in the, at least seven or eight pushing towards the top four. And and they're down at like outside the playoffs right now, I yeah. think. So they that's that's a big disappointment. Um I was not really high on. I had the Knicks as the nine seed, and they're out of the playoffs now, so I'm not necessarily disappointed with them. But just the way they've handled things has been a disappointment. With just like throwing Kemba out of the rotation for literally zero reason, just being like, "Hey, we're just not going to play this guy anymore." For with, with we're, we're not we're not good on defense because of Kemba. Kemba leaves, they get worse on defense. Yeah, like it, it was just dumb. Like. Like, he is a bench scorer. Like, the guy you come in, like, just you bring him in off the bench. Like, hey, get us some points with the second unit. And that's how you, you use a guy like that. And it, the fact that they just don't grasp that just blows my mind. Uh, so, so they've been disappointment in that sense. Um, uh, one of my positive surprises was Minnesota. I, I did not see them being as good as they are. Oh! Yeah, uh, negative disappointment. Portland, uh, surprise, like not surprise, but they could have gone one or two ways, and they went the negative way, and that was just really sad to see. I mean, like 
They traded for Larry Nance, though, guys. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> but they're, they're, I, I, hate, I, I, I hate analytics, guys. Yeah, so much. So dumb. So a- much. Analytics in every sport is. <laughs> they were like real. They were like not to not to ruin your flow. They were like real GM guys that were like, man, this is such a key move. This is this is this is gonna be so big. It's like, and I remember I remember I tweeted at one of them was like, this solves nothing for them. Like what their issue is. It's like you you, you don't you don't understand basketball. I'm like okay, well, and then they're 13 and 19. So yeah, so cool. But uh. And and then like you said, Dallas, like their inability to the two guys they have, Luca and Porzingis, with the talent level that they possess, the fact that they're not good it just speaks to their character and like who like who they like. Oh, calling uh, out character. Oh, man. And love I don't, don't want to say character, but like. Well, apparently that was all with Carlisle. Do it. Call out their yeah. character. But cowards. These these guys. Have to be able to figure do out it. a way. Call them cowards. They could do. Just they like could Drew do everything. Like two, six, ten plus guys who could dribble, shoot. They could do everything offensively, and they can't figure it out. And I call swear, them cowards, or else oh we're not God. moving on. It, it it blows my mind when I'm sitting there watching Dorian Finney-Smith jack up three pointers, and I'm like, why <laughs> is this your team? Like, you know, and so, so. cowards, the, cowards. Anytime, Woo! anytime Luca and Porzingis have the ball. Anytime Luca and Porzingis have the ball, it's like four people standing around watching. It's like, why yeah. is this your offense? Like, th- these two should be able to have some sort of two-man game that involves some sort of movement. Like, it it just blows my mind. They, they you know, you know so why? Frustrating to they're, watch. You know why they're that way? Is it because they're cowards? <laughs> they're cowards. <laughs> speaking but, speaking of that, do you think uh, does this? Because I don't know if Jo uh, has this planned as a discussion since nothing's happened. You think Porzingis for Simmons makes any sense? For who? For I, I mean any, either of those teams. I don't, I don't think it does for Dallas because you're, I, for Dallas I'm I'm obviously trading, just thinking for defense because they're so fucking terrible defensively. I mean you're trading for a point guard when your star player is a point guard. Well, you wouldn't play it. Well, that's you you wouldn't play. Uh, yeah, I mean I yeah I don't yeah. It's, yeah. I was just curious. That's, that's been that's know. been that's been that's been thrown out there by some people, no, and I'm just I'd like no. that uh, was before Porzingis like was playing well. So now that he is playing well, I'm kind of like, eh. I wonder. But God, sorry. Keep going. Um, Cowards. That, I think that was it. Yeah, and Porzingis t- t- on the Sixers. I mean, then you have two big guys who, for whatever reason, want to play outside instead of going inside. Well, don't. Yeah, let's not get started. All right. I mean, I'm, I think I'm the whole point of this here. podcast is to get started, but whatever. <laughs> Shocking, sh- 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 shockingly, Joel, uh, uh, did you watch the Celtic game last night? Uh, I missed it. Like that, like he, you know, the the shot that seals it is Joel catching the ball at the three point line, dribbling to the baseline, and shooting a Kobe nineteen foot fadeaway. And I'm pissed off because I'm like, I-, I don't care that went in. That's a fucking terrible shot, and that's why they don't win playoff series. I, call, he, I like to call those fools gold. Yeah, it is. It's like yeah. J.R. Yeah. Smith and, was the king of those shots. He would go like take some <laughs> off balance one footer from yeah. fifteen feet behind the three point line and make it, and it'd be fool's gold. Then he would do four more of them and brick terribly, and you're like, why are you taking that shot with seventeen seconds left on the shot clock? And it, have it, you practiced that shot? Yeah. Do you take that shot? But yet oh, somehow that's something. Damn it. 
That's that was Pat Patrick Ewing in the Georgetown huddle yeah. like four yeah. years ago in the nice. Big East tournament. Why are you taking that shot? Do you practice that shot? But yet somehow, right. as I say that, I just saw today Joel Embiid leads the NBA in clutch points, and it's not even close. So <laughs> maybe well, I don't know what I'm watching. Well, probably because they're playing <laughs> close games and they're going. Well, that too. Yeah, him. that's fair. You have to consider yeah, that yeah. as well. All that's right, fair. let me let me jump in here on the disappointments and all that crap because. Yeah. All right, the Bulls and the Cavs have been way better than I expected. You guys are giving me too much credit on the Cavs. I did not think they'd be. What do you mean? Seed. Did you did you re-listen to to yourself on the no, on the preview? I didn't you say were... they'd be like a three seed. I said they'd be competitive and sneak into the you know, the I don't back think you half said, of the playoffs. No, you no, I don't think you said that. I listened to it today, and you were like, I mean, no, did you say they'd be a top three team in the East? No, but you said they were going to be a fun, exciting team that was going to win a bunch of games. Yeah, exactly. that's, right. that's not that's not that's backing right. into the playoffs. I'll tell you right. what. I, I'm, I'm gonna, never going to give right, you fine. any credit. I'm it. never going to give you credit for anything on this podcast. Fucking take it when I give it to you, J.L. Fine. Fine. I'll take it. The Sixers, I'll, I'll give an incomplete so far because yeah, it's, like, yeah. they, they're doing what they need to do without Simmons. And, like, they're not going to get Simmons back, but they're going to get somebody. And so, like... Hang around until that happens, and yeah. that's what they're. And doing. I mean, they've they've had two different co- they've had two different COVID waves. So like, and, and to your point, like like uh, Joel's not wave. really playing how they want him to, how you would want him to, but they're they're hanging around. So like Teddy hanging KGB, around, there it is. Um, disappointment. We've said it. Hawks and Knicks. Like, come on, come on, guys. Um, okay, and then in the West. The Lakers being a seven seed is inexcusable. I don't care if I like. I know you can't play defense, and I know Anthony Davis has made a glass, but like, and I know like LeBron had to sit. Like he's only played like you know like two games or whatever. But but they tra- but they traded for we- for for Russell Westbrook to make up for that. Look, which is my point in the regular season. <laughs> Drew, in the regular season, that should work. Like that's the whole <laughs> point not. of Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, that's not even working. Like I, 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 I don't. I, it's so funny because I still, I still follow all the Lakers Twitter because you know Kobe. I'm just like when I when I listen to these fans talking, like they're like, oh man, we just need to play harder on defense. This it's like, <laughs> no, oh, we just need no, to you're gonna start hitting our threes. <laughs> it's like no, you need you need to get good defensive. <laughs> Good defensive play. Like, we thought I, I couldn't believe how many people we, we talked about it on the first show. Like people that thought this team would be good defensively. I'm like, like, like Trevor Ariza from 2010 isn't walking through that door. Like all oh, these guys are so terrible. They're not walking it's, through the door. Quote. The door. Like they're so bad. Like Davis. Davis cleans up for so many defensive uh, miscues. Does he? does he? Oh, he does. Defensively, he does. When other guy, I mean, I know, I know, like everyone's showing the highlights of Cat like beasting his ass the other night, but yeah, Davis, All right, go you guys again, have go hijacked my segment. Again, go watch, go watch the thirty, you know, the the last thirty seconds of the play-in game last year between the Warriors, and watch what Davis does for them defensively. I mean, he's it. Like LeBron, people will be like, "Oh, LeBron's still a good defender." It's like LeBron doesn't play defense for three quarters. He he plays, no. he cherry picks against a terrible player, and then he'll play in the yes, fourth exactly. quarter. So the the way the the only way the Lakers are going to win. It's still, it's still doable. If the three guys are healthy is they have to be able to keep the game close for the first three quarters by scoring a lot of points. So that when they are, when LeBron is going to lock in defensively in the fourth quarter, they have a chance. Like that's what's going to happen. So. All right. The only other one, the only other one I'll say is uh, the Portland trailblazers and you guys touched on it, but like, come on guys. Like this is your, they're 13 and 18. 
You guys it's just ra- you guys just ragged on the Mavericks. They're below the Mavericks. Yeah. And to put in perspective, the Sacramento Kings are thirteen and nineteen. Like yeah. they're they're like well, McCollum, Sacramento- it, McCollum's still out with the collapsed lung, right? Yes. Uh, I, I, yeah. I mean that's I mean that's a big injury, but I mean they weren't they weren't doing great. They weren't like, 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 Yeah, they weren't great before he got hurt. So I mean every team is dealing with some kind. The Denver Nuggets don't have Murray or Michael Porter. Jeez. Like I mean five. Yeah, I'm, yeah. The the Grizzlies don't have John Moran. I mean one after another. Like it's just I'm with you. I'm with you. They have Dame and they're thirteen and eighteen. It's like yeah. I, oh, I'm with like you. We're, like they've gotten to the point where like trading Dame is an actual buzz thing, and that's that's just frustrating. He'll stay anyway. if you give him fifty million a year. I don't think that's crazy. I, I think the I think the fact that they're hesitating is asinine. If if if, but God, that's another conversation. No, that was all. Day. That was all. I just wanted to. Get I'm just it. like if if he's basically saying, listen, like I'll stay. Like you just got to give me the two years and the money. Like if you're Portland, Will you stay? like if you're not going you to trade to him, yeah. like yeah, like get him because it's like wait, you might as well trade. If you're not going to give him that much, trade him tomorrow because what's the, what 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 are you doing this for? <laughs> I don't understand. That's why I have so the con- it, put up the, again. Team. That that contract will be just as tradable. Again, we've just seen Chris Paul at the age of thirty eight and or thirty six, whatever he is, and 36. Westbrook's. Uh, yeah, and Westbrook's arbitrage. Both of those contracts have been traded multiple times in the last three years. Like Damian Lillard's contract will not dictate him being traded over the next five years. It just won't. So yeah. Okay. Um. So. We had a segment in episode one that we called uh, bad to good and then good to bad. Um, and so we're going to revisit that. Uh, there was three teams we had bad to good. And what? We, it was Magic, Drew? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I, well, it's, a, wow. it's, so, it, it's so funny when I listened back to it today because I was like, when I said it, I was like, this is going to be wrong. It's going to be laughable. <laughs> But I don't care. I'm all in on my boy. So I, it's just so that's why I wrote LOL in my notes because I, I, I actually said when I said it, when I predicted it, that it was not going to happen. But yeah, I had the magic. So did we all opine on all three of these? These are sorry. So I, I picked the magic. Okay. Tori, you took, you had the bulls and they are, you know, that, that, they check, I, I gave it the check mark and JO, you were with the calves. Check mark. Boom. Love it. Okay. I I didn't see you in Two out of three ain't bad. So Tori had the Bulls, I had the Cavs. There you go. Yep. There you go. See, I knew the Cavs would be decent. Uh, and then from good to bad. Yeah. So Drew, you had the Heat, and you yeah, had five so, or f- five. That's why I said like they yeah, weren't gonna. Yeah, like they wouldn't be awful, but like I think that the expectations that people had for them were gonna be tam- again. They're. I said they'd probably be a five or six seed, and right now they're the yeah you know, they're the four seed. I think I so. had them as the five seed or the six five. I think I had them as five. Yeah, uh, Adam is five. Uh, Hold on, let me flip through my notebook. Six. I hope you can six. No, 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 five. Yeah, you're right. Because I know who yeah, I right. had is a six. Yeah, and five. So Tor, so good to bad. Um, Tori, yeah, Tori used Tori, the, Sixers. the Sixers. I, I have that as. I mean, he basically said they he weren't going to be the one he, seed. Yeah, he said, hey, they're still going to be yeah. playoff. I had him as the a six seed. seed. That's why when you said I had those, the Heat is a six seed. I knew I did not because I had yeah. the Sixers as the six seed. See yeah. what I did there. And then Jo. You picked the Celtics, to which me and me and Tori just laughed and said, "Well, they weren't good last year, yeah." Either yeah. when you picked and, them, and and what I said is, "Carmelo just got say, ejected." What what happened? Oh, that's fun. That's, that's right. what I said. Same same concept as Tori, though. They what were they? What seed were they last year? The Celtics. Yeah, seven. Seven. Okay. So, okay. So right now they're under five hundred. and They're the nine seed. So that like, 
How was that different than the Sixers? The Sixers well, were the, Sixers the number were good, one overall They were the one seed last year. And now they're yeah. the, like the seven. And, and the Celtics were in the playoffs, and now they're in the bubble. I mean, so, I think there's a difference between a one seed and a seven so, seed. So, yeah. The Sixers went from good Screw to... Screw you guys. We're still, we're still arguing me. about the same Sixers thing. Sixers went from good <laughs> Don't to bad. Don't understand me. The Celtics went from meh to bad. You see the difference? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They All went right, from next. the playoff team to well, not the schedule, a playoff team. The, the segment is good to bad, not meh to bad. <laughs> playoffs to non-playoffs. How how does that not qualify? They sit, uh, there's their seven seed the play. and the, the nine seed are both yeah, playing the games. Play-in. Uh, okay, the playing games don't count. They the, played in the, the playing game. They were in the, the playing. They were in the playing game last year. <sighs> that is false. <laughs> That is not false. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. LeBron's crying. Oh, no. He's down. Anyway. Um, All right. So the next segment that we're revisiting. Um, put up or shut our... up. Go ahead, okay. Joe. Sorry. <laughs> you you want to take over from here? Or... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to do cool sound effects. <laughs> trying I to told be, you. I, got, I, I got was a, trying I... to be a hype man. I gotta make I gotta make up for my my drug induced uh, podcast last week. I have to. All right, the put up or yeah, put up or shut up segment. Uh, Drew, you listed me first. I'll jump in here. Go. Uh, in the West, I had Minnesota, and Ow! so hey, I mean, you know, they're they're I'd say they're still not great, but I mean, Anthony Edwards has been so good, and they they do have some momentum that I'd say they're kind of. They're 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 on the path of putting up. So they're they're five hundred and they're the eight seed. Take it and run. Take it and run. Had them. <laughs> Take it <Yeah>. and run. <laughs> Compared to what they've been doing, that's what I mean. Compared to what yeah, they've been I had doing. them. I had them right at the nine seed. So. Look, oh no, you, sorry. I mean, to look, you get a one, yeah. the first overall pick once every three years. You should be good eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and then in the East, I had Brooklyn slash Philly. Um, Brooklyn's the one seed, so that's good. Philly is incomplete right now, so yeah. Let's let's just keep holding that ticket and see what happens. Uh, Tori, mm-hmm. put up or shut up. You had Portland, so they are not putting up. They are not putting up. You want to elaborate on that? I mean, we kind of touched on it. Like, uh, it like they did, nothing they did in the Damian Lillard era made them markedly better good. where you're like oh wow now they're gonna make a move like they made no pushes they made uh, no pushes uh, what are you talking like about signing carmelo i say are you talking no. are you talking about the larry nance trade no i just <laughs> uh, I, that what you, you you can only make moves where people like I, I don't know like no free agent like like kelly Oubre decided to go play for the hornets instead of portland and like Portland was active on him and like Dame wanted to like Dame wanted them to sign him. And he was like, nah, I'd rather go. I'm going to go play with the horn. Like, I I think it's like to say the Portland, the Blazers haven't tried to make that team better. I don't think is accurate. So, but God, they, you can only, there's only so much you can, you can't just like fabricate trades and be like, okay, like I'm going to, I won't work with this guy would help us. Let's go get him. Like if if a team doesn't want to trade him, like it's not there. Like they've tried to improve the wing. All the guys that have been traded during his tenure and like they couldn't give up first round picks and like make a push for what? I mean, who, like who's the guy that was there to do that with? Like, I mean, like as far as. Go ahead, but I'm with you. Again, they, I mean, they, yeah, they haven't gotten what they needed to get done. But Bottom, remember, they went, yeah. they went to the Western Conference they, Finals, their, their jo- and their they were is, their job is to figure out a way to make someone go there, and they did not. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's fair. That's know, fair. And so that's fair. 
And so now they're in no man's land, stuck with a heavy yeah. Damian Lillard contract and pretty much nothing else of, of note. Uh, I mean, McCall, Larry Nance. Larry Nance. Yeah, right? He's great on the, on the on the analytics. But, yeah, so either if you're not going to – if you can't make a push with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, then you're going to have to try and blow it up and figure out something else because yeah. – Apparently he's. Yeah, they a, should have. They they should have traded CJ two years ago. Yeah, that was that was the miss. You, yep. you give him up and get a star, and and yeah, you know. But they were committed to CJ. I mean, maybe that's Damien's guy. I don't that's, know. Yeah, I mean, that's apparent from what you hear. Like Dame, like didn't want him moved. So, like, hey, but that's why you gotta. You know, sometimes you can't so, listen to the players. Yeah, some, you gotta, sometimes you, gotta, you right uh, gotta be a GM. Let GMs be yeah, GMs and players be players. I agree. But whatever. I agree. At Tory in the East, you had the Celtics. Uh, you had two shutups. Yeah, I, they, yeah, they needed to put up a shutup, and I did not. I thought the Celtics had more of a chance to put up, but they just because of the East. You know what it is? Tatum's growth. Yeah, they just Jalen Brown's growth. <sighs> People are people keep saying they don't have or our buddy Lou is a big Celtic fan. His take is they just don't have they don't have smart veteran players to really like. Horford keep isn't, to get, isn't a smart to get. Uh, Horford, don't get me don't no. don't 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 get me started on Guys, that. Guys, he's no. he's Mr. Glue guy. Yeah, okay? yeah, Mr. I've been smart. stealing twenty five million dollars a year for a decade. Oh, smart, don't even get me. Don't even get me started. Who's stolen more money, Al Horford or Gordon Hayward? Al Horford. Just at, least, been, at least, 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 Gordon Hayward has won a playoff matchup uh, at least once in his career. Al Horford never. Al Horf, Al Horford what? couldn't win a playoff matchup against Tristan Thompson. Like that's how embarrassing it is. In a game seven, he got outplayed by Jeff freaking Green. Don't you at hate, home? Don't you hate on Uncle Jeff? At home. <laughs> all right. God. Well, let's move right into. He does Bruce. all the little things. Sorry. Oh, that's like me on the podcast. Um, Drew, you had the Jazz in the West. Incomplete. That's playoff. It's it, that's uh, yeah, that's for the playoffs. Yeah, I was gonna say, so they're pretty much right where they they are exactly where I thought they would. I, I thought yeah. they were. I thought they would be the one seed early. Um, so they still may get there, but my that's, my that's put up or shut up is for when they yeah yeah exactly is for when they get to the playoffs and I Snyder's got to find a way. It's crazy to watch Gobert actually be like an effective offensive player in the Olympics. But like they can't figure out a way to do that in the NBA with him. I, I I don't get it. But anyway. And then you also had the Celtics in the East. Yes, correct. Which all of the things we've just said. Like you got you got Tatum and Brown. Like if if you think you need to get X players in there, like a point guard that can set those guys up, and so everyone is just not standing around. Like obviously you struck out on Kemba. You struck at Schroeder's not the guy. Struck I out mean, on Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I mean, if you need to, if you have to move Brown, like let you know, Scary Terry walk. <laughs> yeah, you may just need to. You may just need to move Brown. So we'll what, see. What yeah, they're Brown again. They're them? they're not there. What's that? I said, what could Brown do for them? That I don't know. Like obvious. like who? Oh, is that a? And what am I not? Is that a saying? Am I missing something? Uh, that's a. Is that UPS? UPS. Yes. There. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> there we go. My bad. There it is. <laughs> All right. So that gets nothing gets past Drew's, you, Drew. That gets Thank through you. Drew's outline. Um. So I'll just I'll just do a toss up parting shots Ooh, before yes. we move move yes, on. Uh, yes. 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 Drew. All right. You're 
chomping at the bit here. Parting oh. shots on the NBA before we move on to regularly scheduled podcast. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, um, what, what are you looking for uh, moving forward? You know, playoff seeds, guys coming off injury, trades. What do, what do you think? Um, I don't see as many trades. Like, Tori, I know you were you, you thought there'd be some some good trades coming through uh, this year. I just I don't know. I it's it's so hard with all the COVID stuff to kind of get a feel on what's going to happen there. Um, you know, obviously the Ben there's been the Ben Simmons stuff is hot one week and then you know, it's quiet for another two weeks. So we'll see what happens there. But Woj was convinced two weeks ago. That yeah, was we thought to Tory Tory was like Ben Simmons is going to get traded while you guys are in the garden. Um, and <laughs> I, it didn't happen. But there's three. I mean, to me, the, the thing that I always kind of look at here when I look at where these teams are, and again, like I said, it's hard to know where some of these teams are just um, because of the COVID stuff. But you know, the the teams that I think are for real are. I always like a point differential because to me it's like how are you beating these teams? Like how does it look? Um, the three leaders of point differential, no shocker, Golden State Warriors ten and a half points a game, the Utah Jazz ten point four, and the Phoenix Suns seven point three. Can you guys guess who's the fourth? The fourth best team in point Memphis. differential? No. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers, six point five point nine points a game. Well, Memphis had plus seventy five in that one game, so that was- <laughs> and they're still and they're still not the leader, which is funny. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I always kind of look at points. So to me, like those three teams, you know, I, like I I still think they're the real deal, just kind of based on Cle- on those. Cleveland numbers. has really been taking advantage of some bad teams. They've been blowing out the bad teams. But that's you know yeah, what I mean. To me, yeah, that no, just you have. But to that's what that. I'm saying. Like they're not. Yeah, like they're not. Yeah, like they're not playing down to their opponents. Like they're making sure that they win games that they need to win. Um, so that's why what you know th- those that's those to me those are the three best teams. I think uh, to to uh, to end on a hilarious Lakers note. I think it would be absolutely. Here's the best case and the worst case for the Lakers. the The best case is somehow they muster up to get to like the four or five seed. The four seed and yeah, like the four or five seed. Because I mean, it's not crazy. I mean, listen, they're. I mean, someone predicted them to be the four seed. They're tied for. uh, You did. They're they're tied for the really for the um for the five right now. But they get to the four or five seed. Somehow the Jazz get to the one. And they end up playing the Jazz in the second round, and then they don't have to play both Phoenix and Golden State um, to get to the finals. That's like, I, I that would be the hilarious. Like, I can't believe this worked out for them the way it did. The worst case is they end up having to play a Nuggets or Clippers team in the first round as they get healthy with Kawhi coming back or Jamal Murray, and then having to go through Phoenix and the Warriors the next two rounds. So. I'll be curious to see which one of those uh, situations plays out. I mean, I know people think with Davis out for the next month, the Lakers are going to really fall down the standings. Uh, their schedule, they've had the easiest schedule, one of the easiest schedules so far in the league, so it's a shame they squandered it. But, you know, over the next month, it's not that difficult. Like, their big stretch run comes in the last, like, six weeks of the season when they really play some good teams. So I'll be curious to see where we end up on uh, on Lakers' watch. Nice. Yeah, me too. Uh, Tori, parting shots. Okay, um, let's see. First off, you talked about like uh, how I believe that uh, some trades would be coming in. Uh, oh, it's happening. It's happening. The Nets. Uh, <laughs> no, no Nets way. Announced they're bringing back Kyrie. And they're not, I don't think they're bringing him back to keep him. 
I think they're bringing him back to as a showcase, so that way they could ship him. I, you know, I said him for uh, De'Aaron Fox at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I do think that's still a possibility. I, I think they're bring. I think they're. I think that's. They say they're bringing Kyrie back so that way they could give their star players some rest. But if you're only doing it half your games, then yeah, are you like how much rest are you really getting them? So I think they're bringing him back so that way they could ship him to get someone in there full time. And I, I, I still think Deere and Fox that trade makes the most sense um, for them. But uh, as far as things I'm going to ran on, now we haven't touched on this team really that much. Get him, get him. So, uh, this is what I was about to say too. Go so, ahead. Uh, the New York Knickerbockers. Yes. Oh, that's not what I was about to say. Toss what? some clicks for your Knickerbockers. <laughs> oh, Valley of New Yorkshire. York City. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Lord. That, uh, that did not come together. What, no, it didn't. 107.17. Put in a uh, timestamp here so all the clicks could come right to this part. <laughs> so they Hell could yeah. come Hell right yeah. to their, their New York <laughs> Knicks breakdown. Uh, but, man. What what a terrible handling of the whole team. Like, I went into the season, and I said, you know, they had a glut of backcourt depth, and it was just, like, I didn't know how they were going to use it, and I don't, I didn't think they had a grasp on it. I think you, I think you also said it's just a roster of slightly above average players, yeah, maybe, and it something is. like that. Yeah, something about, around that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, we, there's no real star, I mean... Julius Randle's numbers were career highs last year, but that was yeah. a lot of usage rate stuff. Like he he just had the ball in his hands so much, and was they were using him so much that everything was going to be up, you know. So his assists were going to be up, his points were going to be up. Like that was no brainer. Um, and our backcourt situation was a lot of mediocre guys, and it's just like who are they gonna, you know, take a liking to for whatever made up reason. And so you saw things like Kemba get benched for God knows what reason. Instead of trying to figure out, like, okay, this guy is a legit scorer in this league. How could we work him in there in situations that are best for him and best for our team? They just were like, well, we're just going to bench him. And, you know, he's a professional. He stayed ready. Now they kind of worked him back in, and he's putting up 20 points a night. But... You know, that's a guy who they should have clearly had a plan on whenever they brought him in. Like, okay, hey, you're going to yeah, be exactly. – Like, have a plan. You're, like, you're going to be our <laughs> second-line scorer. We're going to bring you in. We need quick offense. We're going to put the ball in your hands, and we're going to want points. Like, you know, like, obviously – Look at ob- Will Barton. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just, I mean, there's guys in all over the history of the league. Go back to the – I mean, Vinny Johnson was called – Jamal the, Crawford. Vinny jo- Jamal Crawford. Vinny Johnson was called the microwave just because he came in to get hot real quick. But, like – Sounds like go on prom night. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> but the Knicks just had – The microwave. The, go for the microwave. <laughs> Love it. Uh, His nickname now has a nickname. Uh but yeah, the, the Knicks just have like no plan. They're just like flying by the seat of their pants, and it shows. Like, there's enough talent on this roster where they should be in a playoff spot, even if it is the play-in game, and they're not. Like, the, their inability to have a plan, execute it, to 
to to work their philosophy. Like you see some games and they're passing the ball around for stretches, and you're like, okay, here we go. And then there's other times where it's just like too much dribbling, too much. Like we were like last year during the playoffs, we were critical with the Bucks being like, my turn, your turn, your turn, and the Knicks mm-hmm. get in like they do that way too much. And once the Bucks got away from it, you saw them, you know, win the championship. Obviously, this Knicks team isn't of that caliber, but they're if they're going to make the playoffs, they can't be this, you know, my turn, you turn, his turn, and they can't be cutting guys out of the rotation just because <clears throat> they don't like them that week or whatever. Like it, they're just so frustrating that you can hear the frustration in a Knicks fan's voice, and it, it is palpable. But. You know, that's why this, I think, in the beginning of the season, Drew, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you had him somewhere around the five seed, six seed, somewhere around there. Had him at the eight as the eight. You had him as the eight? I thought you said there. Yeah, I, I, I had him as the eight. Cause I, I, th- I said, like, I would, if you could tell me, because I know J.O. was I, I had him me as with the this, five or six. Yeah, okay, J.O. Yeah, yeah, was hitting yeah. me with the slander. I was like, listen, if, if you're going to tell me that Kemba Walker is going to play, like, 60 to 65 games and, like, be somewhat of like Ke- old Kemba Walker. Yeah, I can I I can see them staying and maintaining. But like I just I was like I have no proof that that's gonna happen. So that's why I have him as the eight seed. Yeah, I, I, like I, I had him as a nine seed. Like you know, yeah, it, like we but yeah, you and I both had him had him down low. Um, no, my one friend from work who is who's from New Jersey, uh, you know, longtime Knicks fan, long time you know, went and saw. You know, Ewing in the '80s, you know, at the Garden, like longtime Knicks fan. He's really he really pays attention to like the Knicks radio and all that kind of stuff. Um, he said the one thing that the Knicks radio is throwing around, and I'm bringing this up because it involves your boy Drew <coughs> Ben Simmons. Benny, they Ooh. said that a three-way deal. Oh, I love three-way. Yeah, awesome. gotta, lo- gotta love a good Damn three. you, Jordan. But involves the Knicks, the Sixers, and the Pelicans. Ooh. And it it involved... Ingram or Zion? Julius Randle and Simmons going to the Pelicans. Now, this is a New York radio station that came Wasn't up with Julius this. Wasn't Julius Randle already there once? He was. Yes. Um, yeah. Julius Randle and Ben Simmons to the Pelicans... Zion to the Knicks, and then the Sixers just getting tons of picks. Uh, I I don't forget. I don't know the players that were involved going to to the Sixers, but just you know, ton, like several role players and filler caps. Is there a up. more Knicks for clicks trade offer than what yeah, you had? That, that I was that's like, that's exactly why you're does, bringing it up right now. I don't even, I don't, I don't even know how that money would but, even could. You, I don't even know how that works considering how much Simmons and Randall make. Like how how they would ever get that money to. And Zion's on a rookie deal. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't yeah, know how no. that works at all mechanically. But it, it, there was there was something. Uh, yeah. So that's awesome. That is. Awesome. Uh, I, I think. Uh, all right. Yeah, but that that was the biggest Knicks for clicks deal I ever heard. I was like, I like it strategically for all the teams. <laughs> I don't know how they were gonna make it work, but yeah, I don't like it for for the Sixers. I don't they, either. They, I they mean, need they the, need the something Sixers, now. I, 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 I would have to get the names to to. Can I? And let me. I'm gonna kind of piggyback all that because yeah. I didn't write it down, but I swore I was gonna bring it up for my biggest disappointments, and you just reminded me. Oh yes, I forgot to bring this up. Yep. 
Zion. Just just Zion Williamson. Like I like you hear that he's like over three hundred pounds. The foot's like I like I love this kid. And I listen as a I'm a diehard Carolina fan. Um, outside of Reddick, I hate all all things that are Duke. Um, and then Zion came into my life, and I was like. Man, I love this guy, especially when he got hurt and when everyone was like, oh, he needs to not play. Like, fuck cop, fuck his teammates. Fuck, like, he needs to worry about the NBA. And then he comes back and plays in the tournament because he's like, nah, man, like, we're like we're a team. Like, I'm, I can play. Like, we're going to play and we're going to win this. Um, that was just like, I love this kid. Like, and now he's not going to play all year. I, I, yeah, but man, you know what, Drew? It makes me sad, when, dude. When they, I know. In, they taught him to run the right way, J.O. When I know, he was in I college, it. When he was in college, though, he didn't run the right way. And I, <sighs> that just rubbed me the wrong way. And thankfully, when he got to the NBA, they taught him how to run the right way. Or else he would be probably even heavier than what he is now. He, in his I defense. Mean, in, in the, he, in the, he missed so many games already. If he wasn't running the right way, he'd be so screwed right in his now. Defense, By the way, can I, can I, good I'm bringing job this up. I'm bringing this up correctly. because in his defense, I rolled my ankle walking my dog in August <laughs> of 2020. And I still have pain in it. And I catch myself from time to time, like, walking on the outside of my foot. And I have to, like, readjust myself. So, in Zion's defense, I will say that there is probably something there. Maybe not treating him, teaching him to walk the right way. But, you know, realizing that he might be walking on the outside of his foot to adjust for some other damage inside of his ankle. Which I probably have and probably going to require surgery at some point, but I, I I definitely think there's something there that he needs to fix in his ankle that he should just have surgery and get it done with or whatever. I don't, I don't know what's going on that it's taking this long. All right, I'm going to jump in here in my parting shot and then we're going to go to beer two. That's awesome. Um, a team we didn't talk about the five seed in the East, the Miami Heat. They okay. made some they made some big moves. Um, they're doing well, and like tonight, I just look at their box score. Uh, Lowry was the big acquisition, eight, eleven, and twelve. Great. Demarcus Robinson, six of ten from three tonight, twenty six points. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. I, I didn't want to correct what him. What did I like, say? Demarcus. Demarcus. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> oh, the mad elf is hitting. Hit I just wanted him to keep going with that, so he, the rest of the season he might call him Demarcus uh, I, Robinson. That, I think we. I don't think that's a question. He's definitely uh, Demarcus uh, now. Demarcus. Oh yeah, Michigan. Uh, wait, both Michigan guys. So yeah, how about that? Um, Who's the other Michigan guy? Yeah, named Demarcus. Demarcus, the quarterback. That's the guy that went to the Jaguars. Demarcus. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then Tyler Hero, we all laughed at him, but he put up 26 tonight. He's been having a good year. He is having a huge bounce back year. What'd you say, Tori? He said he did. He is doing good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, and uh, just in case anybody's wondering. Udonis Haslam played five minutes tonight and scored three I saw points. That. Did he get ejected? Forty-one though. years old, still there. That. They're still paying this guy, dude. He, oh, he the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers in that community. The Lakers should have offered him two million. He would have helped their defense. No way. Oh lord, <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't leaving Miami. That guy is as no, Florida as it yeah, comes. I know. Yeah. All right, that's putting a bow. And I, on... and I did have Heat in the conference finals. Oh baby, so and I... Denver winning it all. I think. Or no, Denver in the Denver in the finals. team. <laughs> We're gonna look. We're gonna. I, I. I have this weird feeling that we're gonna look back at me bringing them up as an interesting team and say like, wow. And I. They're. They're gonna up, upset someone in the playoffs, 
and we're going to be like, damn. The Cavs? They, I don't know who. They're going to upset a good team in the playoffs. The Bucks um, is who I had them beating. Right, yeah. And like the, They seem to be the Achilles heel of the Bucks in recent years, but I, I don't know who. They're going to – Oh, Miami. You saw oh, – okay, sorry. Miami, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought you were back on the Cavs. Uh, bad wagon. No, no, no. Okay. Sorry, right. I wasn't paying attention to you. Put a bow on that. Next good beer. stuff on, on the NBA <laughs> two-for-one – uh, good job, guys. That was fun, and we'll. I can't wait till the we get to the end of the season and start. We doing play the in basketball. Wow. We play toss a basketball in the hoop. <laughs> Everything we're just going to tie into the Witcher <laughs> and score toss a basket a in plenty. In the hoop. It's worth two points. All right, Assume toss positions. Steph Curry the ball. Oh, three points of plenty. <laughs> All right, assume positions. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, come on. Oh, there it is. Um, I'm back to the North Coast, Old Rasputin. I figured if I was having an 11-point Mad Elf, I might as well go to a big old bastard. I think this is, what, 8 or 9%, Tori, do you remember? Oh, speaking of big old uh, bastards. I think Old Rasputin's about 9%. Yeah, I haven't yeah, had one so in it's... many years, though. So 9%, there it is. Yeah, so I'm just I I didn't eat dinner tonight, so I'm you just working getting, tomorrow. Yeah, Whew. I am, and uh, and I didn't eat dinner either. So you I'm, going I'm, into the I'm, office? You work from home. I don't know. You might need to sleep moment. in, bro. One eye in no, it on the way to work. I'm planning on going in, but you know, here nor there. Uh, I started with Drew last time. Tori, what, what you got this beer? Uh, this one is very special to me because. This is a fightin' Hokies lager. Uh, Hardywood, which is a craft brewery in Virginia, teamed up with Virginia Tech, my alma mater, to uh, produce this uh, this lager. It's five uh, percent alcohol. It's, it comes in a nice, like handsome looking uh, short neck bottle. It, it's uh, yeah, it's nice, crisp. Uh, is it is, now? Is it like a? Um... So it's a lager. Is it more like a like a Budweiser, or is it more like a uh, like a like a darker lager? Uh, it's about the color of a Budweiser. I'm gonna take a sip here. It's uh, it's kind. It's it's the color of a Budweiser. I think it has a little bit more flavor though. Like uh, okay. A bit more so it's just up. like a better version of like an American yeah, crisper lager. lager, like nice, All just right. a real nice lager. Nice, cool. but you know, right. like I said, my alma mater teamed up with a craft brewery to produce a good beer. So cool. All right, Drew, what it. you got? Uh, evil genius Santa. I know him. I know him. You said I'm throwing a lies. I said that earlier in this episode. Um, okay, so regularly scheduled sports topics. Um, we're not going to, uh, honestly, there's so much COVID. There's not a ton here that we usually talk about. Um, I meant to make a note about the golf and I did not, but we'll, we'll get to that. But, uh, the boxing first, uh, better be of this past weekend. It was actually son, Friday night. That son of a bitch. That son of a bitch that, that just, like I said, elbows for head, heads clashing, forearms, Looks like he's smothering his own punches, but then ends up pummeling the man. Um, one, one by uh, TKO again here in the ninth um, against Brown with an E on the end of it. There were so many people spelling it without the E. Come on now. Um, 
I mean, it, 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 the fight just looked like every other fight. He starts out a little bit slow, he comes on, and he makes you crumble under the pressure. And that's exactly... It ended up having three knockdowns. Look, looked great. Um, I think it was three, right? Was it two or three? Maybe it was two. It was two. two. No, no. Was it three? Oh. I, I can't. Gosh, I can't. I don't I, know. No, because I can't. Because I twice, twice I thought he got knocked down. I remember texting you. I was like, "How is he not being saved by the ropes?" Yeah, I think yeah. he got. I think it was three. I think he got him twice, twice in the twice in the round. Yeah, the case was it was a stoppage. Yeah, so that that yeah. was. He, Damn it! Sorry. Seventeen and 0, 17 knockouts. He, I, I don't know who beats him. I'll I'll pass it to you, Drew. You said you had some good stuff on him. Uh, like yeah. So I don't understand. A lot of people on Twitter, Andre Ward, uh, namely. Notably, who, yeah, right. Yeah, notably, who people are now saying, oh, he's just trying to set the stage for uh, when Canelo beats him, that it's not that big of an accomplishment, which I don't understand. <laughs> okay. Like, if, if this is real that Andre Ward, like, has an issue with Canelo. Like, Andre Ward's a first-time Ballot Hall of Fame. I don't know why people think he's got, like, a, a vendetta with Canelo, but, you know, I, he was a guy, like, you know, he looks beatable. Like, you know, he's noticeably slower. Like, I, I, if you watch his last three fights, like I, I can't tell a difference. Like he's, well, same, I, like I he's, he started off slow against Gavancic, or I know I'm, I just butchered that guy's fucking name, but Gavancic, you know, yeah, Gavancic, yeah. like I, I, I don't understand. Like I remember watching the Gavancic fight. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I think Gavancic took the first few rounds here, like, and then Better Beev just started landing clean shots on him and just kept coming at him and like just broke him down, and that's like. The second fight, I, th- I mean, he had a, he had a knockdown in the first round of the, the last fight he was in, um, and then it took him a few more to get that guy out of there. But then, you know, this last round, this last fight too, like even even in the early rounds, Joe, that I think you were giving, um, what was the last name of this dude he just fought? I already forgot. Brown. Like you were giving him some early rounds where I remember texting. It was, I was, no, it, like, was it was moderately competitive. Yeah, like I I, I kind of was like, yeah, like I, listen, like I know he's more active than Better Beef, but like. I think a lot of his punches are just hitting glove and like better be of is still like just walking him down and like cutting off the he's ring and dictating the pace. He's like, yeah, he's, he's like Michael Myers in there. He it's really like, is. And so I, I just, you know what I was about to say, Drew, we call Navarrete El Terminador and he's, he's like the Terminator, not the Terminator. He's Michael Myers in there. That is the best analogy I can. Yeah. Think. And like he's friggin' Michael Myers. Yeah. And like, you know, the only difference, the only difference between those two guys is like better be of just doesn't throw as much every round as yeah. Navarrete, which I mean, yeah, Navarrete is a smaller guy. So you understand that. So I just, I, I don't get it. Like I, I get it. It was like, Oh, he took some shots. He shouldn't be taking, but like, that's like the way better be fights. Like he's going to take shots. Cause he's just constantly coming at you. Like he's, he's willing to take two shots to land three, <laughs> three jabs in the right. You know, like that's just kind of, that's what I've seen the last three rounds. So I, I tweeted at Ward to see if he would give some, some follow up to that. Cause I, I just, I don't get it. And again, like I'm just an asshole recording a podcast in my basement. I, I'm just curious as to what people are seeing, but man, Gary Williams on Twitter. I don't know if this is like a famous guy or just some rando that we ended up following, but this is like the perfect tweet. This is better be of to a T better be of is almost robotic. You can see what he's going to do, but you can't stop him doing it. The power and pressure and combinations combined are too much to deal with. His hundred percent KO race speaks for itself. He's not even explosive. He just chops you down and breaks you into pieces. Like he just chop. Yeah, he's not explosive. He just chops you down. Yeah, yeah and it like it is. It is a wave against the shore. It just it's erosion. 
And he, oh. and like and like I said, like he's al- he's always bringing pressure and cutting off the. So you don't e- yeah. you can't even mentally relax because he's always no. coming at you. So, no. um, and the most notable thing of the fight again, because I I thought it was a one sided fight. I only gave Brown one round. Um, you know I think you gave him two, two rounds. Um, when it you know in the at the in the fourth round they had a clash of heads, which. It was called incidental, but it's funny how Brand three of Brown's opponents have gotten really bad. Uh, Gash Bodu Jack, that famous picture of him with his forehead busted out, is also from Brown. Um, wow. So better be of with this nasty forehead cut. The referee looks at it at the end of the fourth round, going to the fifth, and goes goes. All right, you can go. He goes one more round, and better the, be the of just like, said that, yeah. better be of just goes and attack as soon as the bell rings and he's told he can go. Just start attacking and lay, like throwing punch after punch at Brian. Like it was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta make sure I, I just take this dude out now. And just was frigging relentless. I, I just thought that was just such killer instinct to be like, shit, I might, this is like, this is the difference between, you know, fighters who corners aren't being honest with them where like better be wasn't like, you know, Oh shit. I'm, uh, I'm up 11 rounds to two. Like, it's, you know, he might've thought there were some close rounds and he wanted to make sure he didn't lose his title uh on a on a fifth round stoppage because of the cut and he's down on the cards and he just went out i'm pretty sure he got a knockdown that round even though brown got up yeah but uh yeah it was just awesome just to see him go into attack yeah the like san that. andreas fault was impressed with with that cut on <coughs> better be his forehead it was it was it was, it was it was nasty it was nasty um all right so on, on that note we didn't want to touch a ton on boxing this week but we did do our uh at end of year pound for pound pound for pound um yeah and we did you asked me for mine mine's a tad more <laughs> hilarious than yours a tad um so do you want me to touch on mine first yeah do yours first because yours is yours is just fun funsies funsies yeah <laughs> all right so for mine um I have Canelo 1A and Crawford 1B. And I think everyone has Canelo over Crawford, which I get, just because of the year he had was so great. Conversely, though, Crawford, like, so he goes goes, um, undisputed at 140, wins all the belts, and he moves up to 147. He's had, what, six or eight fights at 147? I think six. Porter, I think Porter was his sixth fight. And he... Has knocked everybody out. out at 147, and Sean he took on his toughest fighter, Sean Porter, and he got the stop of Sean Porter. So, like, what else can he do? Like, he's he's stopped everybody. It's not like he just like won all of those fights. He stopped everybody. And these were all like undefeated fighters with the exception of Kel Brook, I think. I mean, Porter, but like, I mean, Brook and Porter were probably the biggest names of the guys he fought. Yeah. So like, again, so he goes, he goes undisputed to 140, moves up to 147 and knocks everybody out that he's faced so far. Yeah. And he started at 135 and won a title. Yeah. Like, what do you, okay, whatever. Um, so then I go to, to the next tier Tyson Fury 3A, Usyk 3B, and Inouye 3C. So, like, I I did like three different versions of this, and at one point I had Tyson Fury down at like seven or eight, and I'm like, and I I had Usyk at three and Inouye at four, and then vice versa. Anyway, here's my thoughts. Usyk, he went undisputed at cruiserweight, and then goes up to 
the heavyweight wins three belts. Like that's impressive. Like that's that's like that's a rare. And he did, and he did it against uh, uh, like a top. Well, like regardless a top of what you think guy. of Joshua, like Joshua's gonna go down as like a top fifteen heavyweight of all time, possibly. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Usyk did all that. Like that's I gotta have him right there. In a way, at his, at his division, like nobody could even touch him at 118, and like. A division where there's not a lot of power, like he's just finishing guys, and yeah. like so, it's he's spotless, absolutely spotless. Usyk is fantastic, uh, like clearing out multiple divisions, and then Tyson Fury. Like I'm like, okay, if Usyk fought Fury, who would who would win? I I think Fury would win because he has him by like six inches, seventy pounds. He has he has the power advantage. I, I I told you Drew that I think Usyk's the only one who could give Fury even a decent fight because the way those are the only two guys at heavyweight that could actually move. So I think Usyk actually gives Fury a decent fight, but Fury beats him. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so I'm gonna have Usyk at three or four and Fury down at eight, just because Fury didn't move up and down. Well, what what? Which one of these guys can come in at 275 pounds and move and have the power and take on all these guys and get up from a big hit? And I'm like, no, screw that. Tyson Fury is not he's, – he's even with Usyk at, at, at least. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So I did, I did 3A, 3B, and 3C of Fury, Usyk, and Inouye. From there, I went to 6 Taylor, undisputed at 140. Again, he gave us that great fight with Ramirez, and that was an awesome moment of 2021. I'm not taking away from that. That was amazing. Spence, I put it seven. We took we took some heat for having Spence this low. Again, uh, yeah, based in, based in on activity. where all these, yeah, based on what all the all these guys did in 2021, Spence fought one fight in the past two years, and he yeah. you know he had the car wreck, and then he had the detached retina. So. Yeah. Not his, not his but, fault. Yeah, but the best. Yeah, bet sometimes the best availability or best ability is availability. So yeah, yeah. So then in number eight, I came in with Camposis. Okay, a, a lot. Not. A, I not take a some lot issue of, with that, but God. Okay, so he he he, t- he took on the the undisputed guy at one thirty five, and he friggin' kicked his ass. So for me, he's got to be on the list somewhere, uh, eh. and eh. he's undis undisputed. At 135. Eh. So, you, number one, you have to get yourself in position to get an undisputed fight. Number two, to actually win it. Not only did he win it, he won it convincingly. And so, I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm going to put him on there. So then I'm like, do I take him over Lomachenko? And I'm like, well, those are the belts Lomachenko wants. I think Lomachenko's a better fighter, but Lomachenko doesn't have the accomplishments, accomplishments that Cambosas did in 2021. So... I put Lomachenko as number nine, and then number ten, Tank Davis. Tank Davis, honestly, could easily be top three if he actually fought the best, but he's yeah. never going to. And he was the other guy. The other guy, you could easily you could easily swap him out and put in other younger guys who are who are going to overtake him eventually. But Tank Davis, for right now, number ten, could easily vault yeah, we had up. some. Could we had some people that were on us for for including him on the list too, but I think, you know, he he's just he's just an amazing talent. 
he he could easily be top three if he fought all the best guys. Just it's a whole political thing, but whatever. So yeah. uh, so that's that's why I had mine laid out the way I did. You want to give yours? Yeah. So I I I while I agree that some of these guys you know might be tied or whatever i still just did a standard one to ten because you know when you're picking nits you gotta you gotta do it and you know ties are ties are for sissies but um i have canelo as number one i just think you know while we talk about spence only having one fight since 2019 i mean crawford has not been the most active guy the last two years either and canelo just had you know four fights in 11 months and he cleaned out crawford cleaned out had two fights a year consistently He's uh, he's he fought once in twenty once in twenty twenty and once in twenty twenty one. No. Yeah, he fought in November twenty twenty against Kell Brook, and then he fought in November twenty twenty one against Sean Porter. That's it. And then he fought December twenty December twenty nineteen against um, Mean Machine. So that's what I'm saying. Like I that's that's why I have Canelo ahead of Crawford. Cause I, you know, I, 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 we both, I think we're both more. Oh, you're team. right. I thought, yeah. I, had, I thought, I thought no. you had a third one in there. Right. No, I didn't. Um, but I think we're both more team. We lean that we like Crawford more than Canelo, but I think could just the fact that he did that in eleven months is just so impressive. Um, and again, he went undisputed at one sixty eight, which had never been done before. I, I don't care if people that think uh, a guy that's lost his belt and stripped of his belt twice is the is better than all the guys he built beat. He beat three champions that all were almost were had spotless records. So, and who all had who all had were taller and had longer reaches than him. So Canelo for me is number one. Uh, again, Bud's two, and I you know my deciding fact. I'm, I'm with you in the same thing, but people that think Bud's not on there because of the resume at 147, like it's pound for pound. It's how you how your skills translate up different weight classes. He's gone through three weight classes. He's won titles at all of them, and he's again at 147. He's he's stopped everybody. Sean Porter, nobody stopped Sean Porter, and Crawford just stopped him. And for the people that are like, oh, he was he was on his way out because he was retiring. He he said he was thinking he. He was planning on retiring after the Earl Spence fight. So, like, does, does Spence not get credit for that win, even though that was a split decision? Um, so stop that nonsense. I have Usyk as three. I, I have him on his own at three. For your all your points that he cleaned out cruiserweight, and then he goes up to heavyweight, and then he he doesn't even mess around. Like, he has, I guess, two tune-up fights, and he doesn't even look that spectacular. And he then he's like, "Nah, I'm, I'm fighting Joshua. I don't, I don't need more fights. Like, I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this." And he, I mean, it was a close fight through eight, but then he basically wins the last four rounds of the fight. Uh, to me, he has, he, he's probably the most top to bottom skilled boxer out of all these guys. Um, so I have him at three. In a way, at four for your same reasons. Like he's just untouchable. I I hope we get Denaire in a way two here um, next year because again, in a way's got the pop and so does Donaire. So you know that actually would make for another. The first the first fight was a friggin' war. So I can only imagine what the second one would be like. Uh, five. I got Josh Taylor. Uh, I mean Taylor hasn't really moved through the classes, but he's undefeated at he's undisputed at one forty seven. He or one forty. Undefeated, and his his opponents like his opponents win loss record is something insane, like one twenty eight and zero um, when he fights them. So he's been fighting great fighters. Uh, number six, you might want to call it a homer pick. 
I don't think so. I got our guy. I got Vasily Lomachenko. I think Roy Jones on that relentless special made a swung me when he goes, you know, you're still up top my pound for pound. Getting a loss to me doesn't take you off pound for pound. That's titles and champs. Like, it's about what you can do. Um, The last two fights, we've seen just unreal skill sets of what he is. And again, you know, Take the Tiafimo Lope. If you want to look at the Lopez fight, you know, when you went back and watched it, I mean, at one point you convinced yourself that Loma won that fight A4 <laughs> with the clean punches landed. So I, I still got Loma at number six, man. This dude's went through three weight classes. He was untouchable at 126. He was a beast at 130. And at 135, he's the smaller guy in every fight. And he's just just taking out these bigger dudes. Um, so I still got him at six Spence. I, I, I had Spence in my top five earlier, but again, like he, he's just not fighting. So like other, all these other guys are fighting and putting on performances and you're just sitting there injury or not. Um, I'm excited that the, what's his face is taking the step aside and he's gonna, it's going to be Spence Ugas, um, in the yeah. spring. But again, like, again, we're waiting four more months to see fucking Spence fight again. Um, I got Fury at eight again, and I agree with you. I, I I think he's he's skilled, he's huge, all that stuff. But he's only ever fought a heavyweight, so it's kind of hard. I mean, it depends on how you look at pound for pound. Right. And Fury Fury two is a guy who you know he this is the first time he ever made a title defense, and it took him a year and a half to do it. So I I didn't want to see him in the ring a lot more, and he's just good for boxing because he's awesome. Uh, I got Tank at nine. I. I I, I get it. He's not fighting the best at these weight classes, but you know he's moving up and down weight classes. He's, I, 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 you know, again, I might be biased, but I know how good Tank is because Loma's wanted to fight him for like four years now, and Loma only wants to fight the best, so um, he's up there for me. And at number ten, I, we both had differences of ten. Like you had Cambosis in your top ten, I didn't. I, I don't think just because you beat somebody on the pound for pound, like you're on there automatically. I think he, you know, he has more work to do to get there. I had Steven Fulton. I, I, I just think Fulton's really skilled. Um, you know, he's moved up a couple of weight classes. He's got two of the belts at, um, one twenty two now. And I just, I just think he's just a very skilled and accurate puncher. I know we Fulton, didn't see it. Fulton was the guy who fought Figueroa. Yeah. Like I, I don't think you saw a lot of his skill. Like he, he didn't, he that, was getting, honestly, that fight turned me off on. I, I know it did. Well, I was going to say like, I know that was like, none of those guys were showing much boxing skill, but like I Fulton, I don't, so I don't understand why that was the game plan for him. But like, I think Fulton has a high skill set. Um, and I was kind of in between a few guys at 10 and I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I like Fulton. So I, I, I gave him the nod at, uh, I love lamp. <laughs> do you really love the lamp? But yeah, so I put him at ten. So, so that rounds out. I mean, there's no, there's no more fights, um, no more big fights here the next ten days. So this, this will round out where we are for, for 2021. Yeah, I think really the only difference is, I think we both had Tiafimo on our list, our last pound for pound, and we we took him off coming off that loss. So he's number eleven. He's number eleven on everyone's list. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) eleven and two. Um, two. All right. Moving on from boxing, um, let's talk about golf real quick. That's what I want to talk. Oh, about. Oh, did you see? I just I just sent you something. I did see that. This yeah, is this so, is awesome. So the um, oh crap, I'm, I switched over to the two beers account. Um, hold on, sorry, bud. The it basically it, it's it's the uh, um, the the ratings. 
So the 2021 Open Championship, the British Open, 2.1 million viewers. The 2021 PNC Championship, 2.3 million viewers. <clears throat> so the PNC Championship, this is what, 25 <coughs> years or whatever it is now. It's it's a family scramble, two-man scramble. Yeah. Um, no, a two-woman scramble. They had the L- LGPA champion out there with her dad. Um, uh, John Daly and John Daly the second ended up winning it. Uh, both the Dailies and Tiger and Charlie posted a 57 on the final day. Um, my gosh, Tiger and Charlie were just on fire, and apparently the Dailies were as well on the final day. But um, I was watching Charlie's 12. So, like, this kid's swing is impeccable. It's fantastic. He He's out there. He, he moves a tee up from the pros, and he bombs it past the past them so a huge advantage for the woods team um and they made an incredible run on the final day to om- almost come back and win they finished second to the dailies um it was so much fun watch watching them i i watched a lot i didn't watch a lot sunday i watched a lot saturday my daughter was watching them with me and she was like she was so into it just because the kid was 12 and she's like dad what's going on with tiger and tiger and charlie what's it She's like, oh, I hope they win. It's so cool. We, as I mean, as as our family, I mean, it's a family event, and our family, we had fun watching it. Um, so it was it was great. Uh, I the thing I wanted to touch on was on Saturday when we were watching a lot of it. Patty Harrington gave an interview. Patrick Harrington, and he played in it with, I think it was his son. Um, but some guys don't play with their son. Some of it like, um. Bubba Watson plays with his father-in-law and stuff like that. So it, that's why I say it's a family event. But um, Patrick Harrington gave an interview with, um, you know, at the at the desk after his round. And he was saying, like, Tiger was just, he, he said when he, every time, he, he's one of the, I think he said he's the only player who beat Tiger basically every time head-to-head or whatever the case was. But. He said his mindset was just just don't poke the bear. He said Tiger takes any sliver of anything and turns it into motivation, and then he just cooks you. So, you know, he just, like, tried to stay neutral and, like, just don't poke the bear. But um, one thing I wanted to bring up, which we kind of brought up when we were talking about Yellowstone, which he said, he said basically Trackman makes the game so much weirder than what it was. Because he said he – now he's – Patrick Harrington said he's hitting everything harder and faster and better spin rate than he's ever hit before. But, like, he's never satisfied because he's watching the TrackMan stats and he's like, oh, I can lower the spin rate or I can increase (laughs) the spin rate or whatever. And so, like, he's like, look, dude, you just flushed a five iron. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Don't worry about what the TrackMan says. But what he said was, Drew, and we talked about this in Yellowstone. He said, look, I have an indoor and an outdoor facility at my house. My kids don't even practice. They don't use it. He said, the game room, I have a pool table, foosball, all that stuff. He said, my kids don't even care about it until their friends come over and they, they think it's cool and then they want to use it. He said, for all you all you guys out there, you know, the, you want to bring your kids along to play the game. He's like, you got to keep it fresh. And make it like 
make it an event make it a destination type of thing like you go to to a place and you go there and practice and you get them excited about it he said you know kids like my kids like they like they have it at their disposal and it, they just they don't practice and they don't they don't get into it and remember in Yellowstone I said that about like the kids who like don't want the ranch like they, they don't even care and mm-hmm. it's that it's that boy who is all hungry for it I, I thought about that immediately but um I, it's just it's just funny that he kind of validated that thought of like when it's kind of given like when you you come from a family of excess or like a situation of excess you don't you, like you're not hungry for it like i can't imagine growing up with a facility where i could just hit balls every day like that would be awesome but right. you know they don't even care so anyway um anyway the it was it was cool and so tiger was he was grimacing a lot he was limping a lot but his drive drew they said that his ball speed on his drive was already averaging what the tour average was his colin morikawa he hits he was hitting his drive at the the same speed as colin morikawa 172 172 miles an hour Wow. I, I was and I hit mine like a hundred and between hundred forty five and hundred fifty. Like <laughs> it was nice. amazing. I, I was in awe watching. It. I, well, I'm glad we have you for a comparison. That is really who. Well, I'm, that, that's what I'm saying. Me. <laughs> I mean, is that, I, I don't know. Is that is that is that any more ridiculous to your comparison of you spraying your ankle? Thank you. Your dog yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's less ridiculous. All, all I know is the the coolest the the coolest ballerist thing was uh, the clip of Charlie and Tiger getting out of the uh, the golf cart, both rock and red, rolling to the course on Sunday. That was so awesome. Yeah, I like the thing, the clip of them side by side, where they have all the exact same mannerisms. Yeah, they actually showed it to Tiger, and he started cracking up, and especially the one where they rub their nose with their knuckles. He's like, "Oh, we both have allergies." <laughs> But anyway, um, that's all I had on that. Did you have anything else on the golf? No, nah, it was just it was just cool. Just char. I <laughs> I saw there's so many good memes out there. The funny you're not an entourage guy, but the funny ones where uh, it's a scene of Ari basically telling some dude to get the get the get the f out. You're fired. And it was any any anyone on anyone responsible for any golf highlights that uh, that they put out that doesn't include Charlie Woods. Nice. Yeah, that's funny. So. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, let's move on to the NFL picks. Let's do it, man. You may, you, you you cut it in half. You got it you got it done, J O. I gotta I gotta give you credit. Yeah, I, mean, I went uh, two and oh in the picks we had different, so I, I cut your four game lead down to two. Stupid Bengals. NFL's crazy, man. I don't like I, I looked this up. There's there's only in the entire AFC, there's only three teams that are under five hundred. The NFC, there's seven teams that are under 500. So, wow. Out, out of what the 30 NFL teams, there's there's 10 that are under 500 and 20 yeah. that are 500 and better. I, I I don't know. How do you even pick these? These? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Do I, I just well now and now, God, I mean, with all the COVID shit, who even knows who's gonna be playing when we pick these games now? So yeah, I know. All right, so we're you gonna, ready? Yeah, we're gonna keep oh, good. we're gonna keep soldiering on here. Uh, uh, we, what, we Soldier, got three weeks keep left? on marching on. Got like yeah. three games left, so let's three let's weeks. just go for it. So all right, let's let's keep rocking. Uh, in honor of our go for two brethren, uh, 
And it's all uh, one day after his birthday, but he invited us to come down to watch the game at Shannon Rose. Anyone that uh, wants to have drinks on Teddy, Shannon Rose, Thursday night. Niners at Tennessee. Oh, no. The Niners are favored by three and a half. J.O., you love the home dogs. You know who, I do. Who do you like, baby? But I'm going the 49ers. Sticking with Damn my it. pick that the pumpkin is going to turn into a crystal ball. I, I hate mean, you. Or no, vice versa. The the uh, oh, the the beers are kicking in. The <laughs> carriage is going to turn back into a pumpkin on the Tennessee Titans. Going with the Niners. Minus Ugh. three and a half to cover. I thought I was going to pick that up on you. Yeah, I'm going to go the Niners too. They're just – the run game is just unstoppable right now. So, I think uh, – I, I think – yeah, uh, yeah, he's back and he's healthy, so I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna take the Niners as well. Oh, man, that upsets me. I thought we were gonna gonna be on the opposite ends of that one. Pick Christmas, uh, Colts and Cardinals. Christmas, Christmas, Colts, Colts going to Arizona. Yes, Arizona giving one to the Colts. Basically, I I'm gonna be pick praying for seven them. seven JTT touchdowns. Who do you like? Colts. Let's go. Titans lose, Colts win. This is what I called at the beginning of the season. Plus, like, where's Kyler Murray's faded? Like, what's going Teddy, on? T- t- Teddy called it after the injury last year and now this year, the efficiency way down. What's I know going on? I mean, I know they're missing Hopkins, but there's still a ton of talent there on offense. I, I did look at this, too. Like, everyone's like, oh, the Steelers gave up on James Conner. Oh, they're so stupid. James Conner's averages are, like, the exact same as last year. He just has more touchdowns because he's in a more prolific offense. But, like... With a quarterback who doesn't just God, throw thank the ball you. I've been wanting to scream that from the mountaintops. <laughs> that is like, like, he's averaging James three and a half good. yards like, a carry. He's still not good. God, he's yeah. not good. Like... No, like, <laughs> he, like he's really he's not. averaging like, he's, three yards a carry. They're just asking him to gain two yards from the two yard line. Like that's it. They do say the the Cardinals seem to use him in the passing game more than the Steelers do. Am I, is that am I is that a fair assessment or no? I I looked it up. I looked it up with our boy Adam Prim. We were do, we were box scoring it, and there everything is everything is exactly similar. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't it. sure. I just 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 at a from a highlight level, it seemed it seemed like they were. So maybe yeah. I yeah so I wasn't you got sure. In this game, Drew. Uh, I also like the Colts mainly because I I just need J, I, JTT is so fun. I love this guy. I I don't want to pick against him. Uh, I hope he gets seven touchdowns and rushes for six hundred yards in this game. Um, but I, I just I like their ability to control the clock and, and keep keep Murray on the sideline with the uh, with 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 Taylor. So I All like right. I like I like the Colts as well. Even even though they're going on the road. Um, yeah, you know, they're in a nice, a nice little groove. Oh, do we know if Pittman's? Oh, Pittman got ejected. He 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 didn't get hurt, so they should be getting him back. Um, so he's their top. He at being their top receiver. Uh, right, three more games. What you got? What you got? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go Sunday one o'clock. I'm gonna go Ravens. They're going to Cincinnati. Both eight and six. Huge Ooh. game. Is do we ever know? Is Lamar J is Lamar Jackson ever coming back? Do we know? I do not know. Um, the Bengals are given two and a half. I'm gonna go Bengals just because I, I, one, I don't know, I don't know if Lamar's gonna be there, and I, I'm just done with with Harbaugh, man. He, yeah, you, you're telling me that you're telling me that uh, what's his name, Mike Tomlin? He can't keep getting away with it. Mm-hmm. How does Harbaugh keep getting away with just these these ridiculous like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show the world I got a nine inch cock and huge balls with like. 
going for two instead of taking points and going to overtime. Like the 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 logic of all right, we're we we couldn't stop the Steelers all fourth quarter, so we went for two um, at the end of that game because we we didn't think we'd stop Ben in overtime. Okay, but then. Rodgers couldn't score on your defense the whole fourth quarter the other week, and you scored 14 points. So then why do you go for two there? Like, why don't you then kick the – like, if you're going by that same logic, you would kick the extra point there because you're going – you believe that you would be able to beat them in overtime. Like, he, he's just trying to, like, show he's got balls and, like, shit. It's like, dude, you just – you've literally cost your team three – like, three games – the last three games – because of just dumbass decisions going for two instead of just taking the extra point. Take the points. So, yeah, I'm going Bengals. I tweeted something and Bengals. over 100 people liked it. Yeah. That was impressive. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to go Cincy. I'm going to go Ravens. Okay. Hun- Hunley's going to get it done for you, huh? Don't know why. I'm going to go Ravens. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. I mean, Yeah. I'm with Jordan on this one. It feels a very Ravensy win. I, I yeah I yeah that's fine. All right. All right. What else? Oh man, the our our two most controversial teams this season. Let's roll Rams going to Minnesota. Minnesota Minnesota's got a tough three game stretch here to end the season. So if they want to snag and keep that seven seed, they're gonna have to beat one of the two good teams they're gonna play. Uh, it starts on Sunday. The I don't have a line. Oh, I don't have a line yet. Minus Uh-oh. three. Uh, you have a line. Okay. Rams are favored by three. Okay, so I'm giving three. You know I'm going Rams. You going Vikings? Uh, gosh, I don't know. Um, nah, I, I I think the Rams beat them by at least Pussy. three. I'm never gonna pick against Dalvin Cook. Fine, give me give me the Vikings. <laughs> I'm just F- messing you. with you. No, you already picked. You already picked against him. You took. You took the Steelers two weeks ago. Vikings, let's go. <laughs> Prime time, cousin. I was so offended that like you were like worried about the parlay that like the Vikings were going to beat the shit out of the Bears. Ah, uh, anyway, was trying to give it away. Uh yeah. I guess. I guess he probably was. All right, that's four, right? Yes. So number five, Bills Patriots is juicy, but I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there because that's too obvious. We're going to go to the 425 game. Steelers, Kansas City. We're going to go Steelers, Kansas City. Steelers got to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. The Chiefs are eight and a half point Oh, I got ten on this app. Well, we're going to go by what I have. Eight and a half, okay. Eight and a half, J.O. I'm going to go with Steelers. I, it, the only reason why is because Kansas City is having a major COVID outbreak right now. Yeah. Kelsey is in COVID protocols. Tyreek Hill's in COVID protocols. Excuse me. And, and the word on the street was that there's more to come for Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Um, so that makes me wonder if uh, Mahomes is going to uh, end up in the protocols um and people were saying that that game might be actually moved to tuesday because of kansas city um and but even if it is moved to kansas city i feel like it's just such a scramble for them that it's at least going to be close and so maybe that's ridiculous but uh i'll i'll take the steelers what'd you say eight and a half eight and a half yeah yeah 
Yeah, I'm going to take the points. Give me that's a lot of points. Give me the eight and a half. Steelers. I'm going to take the Steelers as so well. The, so, again, we have two more different. We have the – I'll take the Vikings and then the, and the Ravens. And the Ravens, yeah. Yep. All righty. Beautiful. Beautiful, this, this league's getting more ridiculous by the I day. I also so think we'll Tomlin see. has a really good record against Andy Reid. I'm trying to look it up. Yeah, good luck. Um, okay. So, from there, we'll go to the NHL half clappers. NHL put out of the Olympics – they put the whole season on pause until after Christmas because of COVID. They don't know what they're doing. We don't know what we're doing. The world doesn't know what they're doing. All I have to say is the Penguins have won like six or seven in a row. And that that's all I'm saying for half clappers this week. It's all on pause. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. I, I, I don't know. Um, so from there... Let's discuss the Christmas Day parlay. We got five NBA games on Christmas Day, plus the NFL this year. I guess it's their typical <sighs> Saturday, but the NFL is going to have two games. So let's run through these seven games and then make a parlay out of this. Okay, we're gonna so that we're gonna we're gonna do our our real parlay too, right? No, no, this is our parlay. So what, what, what game? What game did you want to pick on? Well, I'm just oh, saying we're gonna we're gonna burn all of our. I thought this was just gonna be a fun extra one we were gonna do. Okay, well, what do you want to do on your? Let's point? do it. No, let's do it. It's fine. Let's do it. Let's do it your way. Okay, let's roll. Let's Packers roll. Packers minus seven versus the Browns. Packer at Lambeau Field, four thirty on Christmas. <sighs> I like the Packers. What, what about you? Yeah, I do too. All right, let's roll Tor- Packers. Tori, what do you think? There? <laughs> uh, I like the Browns. Okay. Next I really, I really NBA. like the over, but that's whatever. Forty-four and a half. Okay, that's good. Uh, Indy and then Cardinals. That's Christmas night, eight fifteen. We already said we like the Colts. Tori, what do you think about Colts and Cardinals? He likes the Cardinals. Oh my! I um, I really love the Colts as, but this. I think everyone's going to be on the Colts, which makes me almost want to take the Cardinals. But but I, I, but I really that. like the Colts, especially their long-term prospects. I think they're going to at least see the AFC Championship. Wow, okay. Um, all right, so then moving to the NBA. Five games starting at noon. And noon is the Knicks for Clicks versus the Atlanta Hawks in the Garden. Um, we don't even have spreads yet for this. Uh, Adam Silver has come out and said that, you know, hey, we're not pushing anything back for the virus. The virus is here to stay. We got to learn to live with it. Basically channeling his inner Donald Trump. Yeah. And so I guess. Ain't going to go broke to be woke. Not going to go broke to to be woke. That's what, that's what. TM. 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 Um, and so, yeah, the Hawks and the Knicks at noon, uh, I don't. What do you guys thinking on that one? I'll defer to you guys. Tori, you're the that's uh, that's your squad. I'll I'll leave it to you. I mean, the Hawks are so decimated, but does that matter for the Knicks? Um, I have a feeling you're gonna see a depleted Hawks squad. They're not gonna have their full complement of players. Uh, and the Knicks are gonna come lay an egg, and the Hawks are gonna win. <laughs> Uh, Hawks, Hawks money line. You're saying? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, I, 
Oh, man. I think Trey Young is already in protocol, so he might be out, and then you might see him and, like, six people that you could go find, you know, in a YMCA, and he'll beat the he'll beat the Knicks. Oh, man. To start his okay, MVP so- push. Come on. Can we just can we just take the under in that game? <laughs> That's probably a good bet. That's probably a good one. Yeah, under. I like that one. Let's just take the under in that game. All right, uh, and then Bucks Celtics is at two thirty. Um, like the the Bucks are gonna get on the roll here. I, oh, is Giannis like- Gian, is Giannis still in protocol? I say, is, if Giannis plays, give me the Bucks. Otherwise, I <sighs> yeah. I mean, we're, before you, we're gonna have to wait till like actual Saturday to put this in. Yeah, yeah. Again, going in with no lines. Let's just. I think the Celtics cover. Hey, eh? I saw your boy Mamu had a start the other day. Yeah, he did. He did. He's been doing well. He's been killing the G League. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. A, I'm. I'm. I'm alright. The Celtics covering. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming it's gonna be like ten or eleven, right? What? We'll see. We'll we'll we'll, re- we'll regroup on on before we put this in. But yeah, let's let's just, let's assume right now that Giannis isn't playing, but the Bucks will still be favored at home. So we're gonna take yeah, the Celtics. That makes sense. Okay, uh, and then at five o'clock, Warriors Suns. God, that's gonna be. That's, gonna be <laughs> that's just gonna be fun to watch. But again, is is Curry gonna play? He's in protocol. Chris Paul's in protocol. No, he's nah. not. He played tonight. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Suns. I think I think uh, the Suns win that I'm game. I'm just saying names and saying protocol. <laughs> I think the Suns win that game. Really? I do. I do. Yeah. Suns money line. All right, I'm yeah. on that. Yeah. I feel like. Well, I, I, the, the Suns. Are, the, Suns are, the Suns. The Suns are going to be favored. You're going to probably be a significant favorite if Curry's not playing. If Curry's not playing, yeah. yeah so we'll have to see what the line is. But I, I think in I, the desert. I'll take yeah, the Suns, Suns are gonna, uh, to yeah, cover. I like the Suns. I'll take them. Curry and the Warriors. Curry is the story, but the Suns are sneaky, sneak. They're not even sneaky good anymore. They're just fucking good. All right, Suns the cover. Sweet. 8 o'clock. Nets at the Lakers. And ETS. Uh, Nets, Nets, Nets. I mean, Durant's not playing. Right, right now, right now, I'm assuming that Durant and Harden aren't playing because the players to watch on ESPN right now is Patty Friggin Mills. Uh, if Durant and Harden aren't playing, the Lakers are going to absolutely destroy this team. So I'm going to go Lakers. Uh, why wouldn't they play? Because they're in pro- they're in health and safety protocols. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. They, they game. They that. were supposed to play at night. And I did say that. <laughs> I did say that. Whenever we were going right, over so the uh, Lakers, Lakers. So we'll have to look at. Listen, if Durant's gonna play, we're gonna take the Nets. If Durant's not playing, we're taking the Lakers. I say if okay. either Durant or Harden plays, take the Nets. So so out of shape, inefficient Harden's gonna beat the Lakers. That's what we're going with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're taking the Lakers. <laughs> I'll 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 take full responsibility if All right, those like guys play. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mavericks ten thirty at night. Mavericks. Uh, Jazz. Jazz. Jazz at home. Jazz. It's gonna be. It's Jazz probably gonna be a big spread. That's gonna Jazz. be a big spread. I'm, I would. I, it will be. But the Jazz are still gonna cover uh, it. I don't know. Jazz. I feel like that's gonna be like a fourteen point spread. And they win by eleven. Well, we'll have to see the we'll see the lines. We'll we'll read. We'll, this is what we'll do. Um, this is my, this is my prediction get for on, the line. Is it's going to be it's on, be on Friday and a half or fourteen and a half? And the Jazz are going to win by ten or eleven. That's my prediction. Listen, listen. Christmas morning after we unwrap our presents, 
We have some coffee, maybe some flapjacks, maybe some waffles. We'll have a nice FaceTime between the three of us. We'll go over the lines and who's playing, and then we'll post we'll post our our final uh, NBA parlay picks on Twitter and the Instagram just for everyone to keep up have with. Have to get them in before noon, baby. Nice. Uh, well, I mean, I, I assume that you're up at like 5 a.m. with your like litter litter over there uh, that, that, opening that presents. That will happen. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I guess. So we did. So oddly enough, to to follow up on the parlay from last week, the the hockey game I chose ended up being postponed. So I said the Steelers money line, and then I got nervous, and then I did the over in the. Uh, um, the Vegas Knights hockey game, and I hit both of those, and then Drew's Viking pick hit. So we actually went to like plus twenty two bucks on the parlay. Line. Prime time cousins, baby. Yeah, so we'll do a ten dollar parlay. Money, er- money, 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 money. How dare you have a doubt him? <laughs> Everyone's Everybody's got a price. Got a price. Uh, so we'll do a fifteen dollar parlay this week. Um, and we'll pick a three. We'll pick three of those games. But those are our thoughts heading into the Christmas Day parlay. So, all right, let's finish beer two. This is officially our longest podcast because we com- basically combined two of them at this point, and maybe our best. Let me guzzle the rest of this old Rasputin, and then let's do beer. Three. Toss a beer to your podcasters, oh drinkers of plenty, oh drinkers of plenty, oh. Kind of worked, kind of worked. All right, assume positions again. Beer number three. Three, two, one. Oh. I'm finally taking it easy. I have one remaining Yingling Golden Pilsner from like two months ago. And this is just like a little four or five percenter. Um, Tori, what do you got? Well, in honor of Drew, I decided to go pumpkin slut status. I, yeah, ooh, baby. I have one last pumpkin ale. This one is uh, from New Trail Brewing called Zombies Are People Too. It's 5.7% alcohol. It's brewed with maple syrup, vanilla, and pumpkin spices. Sounds guy, disgusting. Guy, so, guy sounds like he's uh, he's drinking from the uh, the Dale and Herschel Kool-Aid, J.O. Uh, uh, we got to keep our humanity. <laughs> Zombies are people, too. <laughs> Fucking Dale. Sure, do you Ugh. have a third beer? I am swapping back to the Blizzard of Hops. Nice. Okay, so um, third, uh, third beer... Uh, Shows and movies. We have a couple of shows to catch up on. Um, firstly, let's let's tick off uh, Yellowstone, Drew. You you want to take away the? Why don't you? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this. Up. Why why don't you get into 1883 for us, man? <sighs> okay, I have a lot of notes on 1883. Do it. Well, yeah, Yellowstone. This Yellowstone's gonna be quick, so I'd rather let's 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 bring it. Let's, let's draw in the crowd with the 1883. Ooh, draw in the crowd. I like it. Okay. Um, let me pull up all my. Oh, that's not it. Let me pull up. I have copious notes. So, you haven't watched it yet, Drew. So I don't want to do a lot of spoilers here. Excuse me, and actually break it down point by point. But I just want to share my hype for this because I watched it and I just I just can't believe how much I love it. But firstly, I want to shout out a friend of the podcast, one of my uh, longtime friends from Maryland, Rich Lawson. 
His wife actually grew up with Faith Hill in Mississippi, childhood friends. Um, so in my mind, by the transitive property, if you know you got Faith Hill and then his wife growing up parallel parallel lives, my friend Rich is basically the Tim McGraw of banking, is, is the way I, I view it. And so I, I know the, the Tim McGraw of banking, and I also know the Luke Bryan of accounting, which is you, Drew. So I, in my in my mind, you know, between the Tim McGraw of banking and the Luke Bryan of accounting, you know, I, I'm just I'm just swimming in 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 country royalty. So. It sounds sounds like we need to get Faith Hill on the podcast to talk about 1883, since you have a connection. Uh, I'm I should work that. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, so getting into the series, funny story. So I, I'm kind of sharing my password here for Paramount Plus with Rich and you and my mom and a couple others and this and that. So Rich and his wife were watching and they started the second episode. And I, I thought there was, I thought basically episode one and episode two, like the premiere were one link. Right. But they were two separate links. So he, they started the second episode. So I clicked start from the beginning, and I accidentally watched the second episode first, and not not knowing. And I was like, "Oh, this is so good." What is this amateur hour? And I was like, "Yeah, well, it was Paramount Plus. I never watched anything on Paramount Plus before. It was the first time there. So like their layout and everything, I didn't have right. And I was like, "No, my first impressions ruined." Anyway, (laughs) um. So that's just a funny story, but the opening scene of episode one is just a little confusing. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of used as like a shock factor, and you're like, is this a dream? Is this a vision? Is it like a future, like like a fast forward scene? Like, how does it tie into the first scene of Yellowstone, which showed the Tim McGraw character kind of like dying and st- oh, well, we, uh, we assume dying and stumbling in- into like the, the log house and like, how does this all tie together? I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, it's just, the show is, is so good. Um, you know, it's kind of everything I ever wanted. Uh, and then to start out in episode two, uh, it turns out that this guy Tim McGraw, uh, who plays James Dutton, is actually a uh, Southern Civil War veteran from the, and they show him in the Battle of Antietam, which, uh, and then and then Tom Hanks as I, I believe it was a Union soldier that came up and, and, and kind of saw him, but uh, a little cameo from Tom Hanks in the ep- beginning of episode two, but I I lived like eight miles down the road from from the uh the antietam battlefield so when it showed the battle of antietam i just got like super pumped um so sorry is is james dutton his great-grandfather or his grandfather or wait his grandfather i believe it's his great-grandfather i think i think it's kevin costner's great-grandfather but they haven't necessarily defined that yet i'm like 99 nine Ninety nine percent sure it's his great grandfather, um, but you know it, in okay. episode two I was just like geeking out because they show the Dunker Church and like I've been in the Dunker Church like I've touched the stone of the Dunker Church, I've walked the fields of a- the Antietam battlefield, I've kayaked in Antietam Creek underneath Burnside Bridge, 
Um, you know, I've done the tours. I knew everything about An the Battle of Antietam. Uh, my wife and I, we were, we lived in the area. We, don't, we didn't have kids yet, and it was the 150th anniversary of the Battle of Antietam. They, there was like hundreds of reenactors that like reenacted the battle. They had like cannons. They had people mounted on horses. Everything. I met Abraham Lincoln's third cousin. And I'll, I'll post the picture I took of him because the resemblance to him and Lincoln is just uncanny. Um, and then just a couple other Antietam notes. The Battle of Antietam to this day is the bloodiest day in American history. Uh, 22,717 dead or wounded on September 17th, 1862. On 9-11, they started citing the, the Battle of Antietam because they thought that 9-11 was going to be bloodier 50,000 30,000 whatever as thankfully as it turned out a lot of those people weren't into work yet and you know whatever I forget what the death toll was for 9-11 3,500 or something like that um, but Antietam remains the bloodiest day in American history um, and and this Tim McGraw character survived that, that battle so I you know my radar went yeah, I went six to midnight immediately when I saw that. Um, and I used to be a Civil War buff too. Like as a kid, I read all kinds of Civil War books and everything else. So as soon as they tied Tim McGraw's character into the Civil War, I was I was just super pumped. I, I on my dad's side, I I even had uh, like some forefathers of mine that were in the Union Army at the Appomattox Courthouse during, during uh, you know, Lee's surrender to Grant. So, I'm super... Everything about this, I, I, I'm just... I can't You're all believe, in. You're all yeah, in. Yeah, I'm more than that. I'm. You've, I you've got. You've got. You've gotten over the fact that they're putting it on the streaming network and you have to pay for it. Exactly. I am just like... You'd pay I, more. I am, I am full chub at this point. I, yeah, I'd pay 20 bucks. I'm paying 10 bucks a month. I'd pay 20. Um... So again, just get, again tying in the history I love, but the show is it is everything that I've ever wanted. Just like a drawn out western. It feels right, it sounds right, it smells right, it looks right, and it's just it's it's an Oregon Trail drawn out western. It the pace is correct. I, I I'm a big fan of westerns. Uh, you know, and it's just like they take their time, they build the intricacies, and you know the the plot thickens. You learn the characters. Everything about it is just so cool. Um, one thing that caught me is the true main character. A little bit is like Tim and Faith's daughter. Uh, her name is Elsa. Drew, you'll know her. She's twenty one currently, but um, you'll know her as. Um, she had a recurring role in Young Sheldon. Yes. She also was Katie Cooper in Netflix's Alexa and Katie. I don't um, know what that is. That a spinoff of Cook a Melon? Probably. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't. I've never watched it, but that, I guess that's what she's famous for. But um, it kind of toggles between the two, like Tim McGraw's the main character, and her. And the reason why I say her is like she narrates a lot of the episode the first so it's not just the commercials it's not just the commercials of her going um i heard stories I've for so heard long so many stories yeah so um 
it's 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 her a lot anyway so it there she's like a main character i'm assuming she's about 16 in in this story and tim mccraw's her dad who the battle of antietam like i said was what 1862 this is obviously 1880 1883 or whatever so 21 years later so that probably puts him in his 40s mm-hmm. um so again like i said it's like an oregon trail story um absolutely loved it it's just it's just so cool i can't wait to see how it ties into a lot of what's going on in yellowstone um but i will say another a couple more points drew and again i know you haven't watched it. i'm not going to spoil it for everybody they're releasing it week by week so i can't binge the whole season it's gonna be episode by episode um one thing i noticed when i in episode one i was just looking at the credits and it's that um uh taylor uh taylor uh the guy who does uh, does yellowstone but he does this and he's doing a couple other things but the executive producer is ron burkle that ron burkle i had to double check the guy who owned the penguins the penguins were recently sold but the guy who owned the penguins forever and the guy who gave us two or three stanley cup three stanley cups i think yeah he was there for the for the first one so uh, it gave, he gave me three Stanley Cups as the owner of the Penguins. Now he's given me uh, Yellowstone, 1883, and others, which I'm about to get into. But, like, I, I owe this guy a beer. Like, this is this is great. This, I, I, this is amazing. Ron Burkle is just funding everything I've ever wanted. Hockey teams, westerns. Thank you, Ron Bur- Burkle. This is amazing. I love you. And Drew, I want to tell you this. They're coming out with two spinoffs from uh, two more spinoffs from Yellowstone. One Shut I don't up. Know, I don't know if it's actually a spinoff from Yellowstone, but one is called Bass Reeves. Um, and it's about a prolific lawman in uh, one of the most prolific lawmen ever in, in the Old West. He arrested like 1,500 men. So that show's coming out. But also, you know that, that ranch that Jimmy's at? The, the the 6666, the sixes? Yes. That's actually a real ranch. And and Ron Burke was actually funding another show about that ranch. And I think it's about... I think it's a backstory of that ranch. Okay. But I just can't believe it i'm so pumped for all these westerns that ron burkle is funding i just i just typed out here in my notes all caps yes 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 more 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 i'm so pumped thank you i love you ron burkle um and then i just just one quote that i want to leave everyone with from episode two of 1883 on paramount plus and again it's narrated by um, oh, the woman's name is, um, I, I skipped right over her name, um, Isabel May. And so she plays Elsa. And so part of the narration is, and it, I'm going to do it in her Southern Belle accent. Freedom. To most it is an idea, an abstract thought that pertains to control. That's not freedom. That's independence. 
Freedom is riding wild over untamed land with no notion any moment exists beyond the one that you are living. And then so she does that, and a couple scenes a couple scenes later, something bad happens, and she goes, and just like that, horror steps in from the shadows, and our freedom is gone. <laughs> that went a lot it, better like, than the uh, Kevin Cosner accent. <laughs> yeah, last time oh, I was choking. Give me, give me a little bit of time, and that's coming back in a <laughs> in a in, in, in a good way. Um. So, like, it honestly, Drew and Tori, it, this. So I've always said The Last Kingdom is probably my favorite show. This has the potential to overtake The Last Kingdom as my favorite show. I am just, I am titillated. I am on edge. I cannot wait. This is so good. I love westerns. This is the setup is fantastic. Sam Elliott is so good. I I can't I can't wait. I'm going to rewatch the first two episodes. I I I am over the top in love with this show already. The and I I'll say the premiere was they kind of played it up for the premiere where it was kind of like, "Eh, you may have overdone it a little bit." But by episode 2, it has already found its stride. And I just I can't wait till they release the next one. I am so so pumped. So whew. On that note, Drew, do you want to go over, go right into Yellowstone? Yeah. Um, so this was probably my least favorite episode of the four seasons. Not nothing really happened um, till the end. It starts. Yeah, I mean, it starts off with an 1883 flashback with uh, James Dutton, played by Tim McGraw. He's him, and I guess his. I guess he's the original. Livestock police, I guess that's what that's supposed to be. Him and like five of his uh, compadres are chasing down these three horse bandits, and everybody gets shot up, including him. And he goes back to his house, and may or may not have died on the floor. I don't, I don't know if that actually. Yeah, we don't, conf- we, we don't know if he actually died or not. Yeah, we we don't know. Um, so that's how it starts. So it's like, all right, well, how's is this? I was like, wait, am I? Am I am I late? Is this like a preview for eighteen eighty three? How's this tying in? Right, yeah. Um, and then throughout the episode, like Beth, Beth's screwing around with Lendo Global still. She, she, you know, the pro, she's got the protesters on the um, the construction site, and she's telling Lendo, she's basically trying to play Lendo Global against the media, and then but then she, you know, she's. And she goes to the media and says, make sure you stick around. You're not going to want to miss what happens. Then they call in the police to remove the protesters. And then Coyote Ugly gets cracked in the head with a nightstick. Mm, but then but then just goes to jail. So, like, Beth's just screwing with everybody. I I don't understand how Linda Global, like, thinks that, like, doesn't see that Beth's behind all this. Like, why? why I don't know why they are trusting of her unless it's just, like, that, that, that CEO lady just thinks that like she just doesn't understand that, like Beth doesn't care about anything she's offering her she just cares about protecting her father's dream like I, I don't I don't get it like that's I'm a little lost there as to why they seem so confused and like not like oh this is obviously this is obviously the the daughter of the man whose land we're trying to steal this is obviously her <laughs> behind this I don't I right. don't get I, I don't get it um but you know, Lendo Global, we're in everything. Um, so that that's that story. 
Uh, the best part of the episode outside of the Chronicles of Jimmy, which I know you love. Uh, yes. And I'll get to that last because that's basically its own story at this point. Uh, Rip Rip's sitting down for his first first meal at the dinner table, and it's it's Rip, Beth, John Dutton, and the kid. And she's she's got this fruit salad, and she's basically saying, I got daddy because it's good for prostate. And... <laughs> Costner goes, there's a lot of things good for the prostate. Doesn't mean we talk about them at the dinner table, which just, which just rolls on to her being ridiculous, Rip asking questions, Costner saying, stop throwing gasoline on the fire, Rip. And then the kid just with these like Ryan Reynolds one-line quips just being hilarious um, in the back and forth to the point where Beth then leaves and then Kevin Costner's like, well, shit, at least I get to enjoy this steak in peace. Uh, yeah. and then Rip Rip basically tells Beth to stop stop being an angry you know what all the time, and they pick a new dinner table, and then they're having laughs, which cool. Okay, so so the dinner table represents something bad for you, Beth. Awesome. <laughs> so that that was probably the best like six minute sequence of the episode. Uh, Casey and Skyler, they're having a baby. I don't think I need to say anything else oh, there. Yeah. Uh, Tate had his first, or Sam had his first erection. Cool. That was, oh, yeah. uh, that was obviously needed more than, you know, this plot development between Jamie's father and Kevin Costner. But yeah, Tate got a uh, boner. Tate got a boner and, uh, and Skyler's pregnant. That did take up a while of the episode, didn't it? I mean, it was four minutes that I didn't need to see. Uh, yeah. And then we get to, like, Jamie, Jamie's debating, running against his father or his, you know, Don Dutton, his you know his adoptive father, and they're basically like you know his real father who's just using him, and this woman that he got that he knocked up. It, they're they're basically like, well, you know where the bodies are buried, and Jamie brings up the great point. He's like, uh, yeah, I I'm the one I'm the one to help bury them. Yeah, uh, they're like, well, you're gonna use you'll use that against your against against John to tell him what's off limits in this race. It's like. Well, how does that make sense? Jamie literally just told you he's behind all that and would be more cul- more culpable than anybody yeah. else. Um, but sure, okay. Uh, so that's so that made no sense. And then the very last scene, Rip and Kevin Costner are headed to a diner to meet up with a sheriff to, I guess, find a way to get the guy who orchestrated the murder on, on behalf of Jamie's biological father that's in prison, find a way to kill him in prison. They roll up and they notice that nobody's eating and there's these random guys standing around the diner. So, you know, Rip basically figures that it's a, it, you know, there's a, a robbery going on. And he goes, what do you got in the truck? A couple guns. And so instead of like using their cell phones to like call the actual police to de-escalate the situation, they decide to go in, go in through the back and just start shooting at people, which then leads to the sheriff getting gunned down while he then tries to shoot the bad guys and just needlessly dies. To your point, J.O., couldn't you just let those guys have a couple of wallets? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, they're, yeah, they're, so it's a stick-up of these, like, lowlifes trying to get a – and, again, they're, like – there's this intermittent break where they're, like, all right, the sh- you know the cowboys are gone everyone give us your wallets and it's like oh so they're just after a couple wallets it's like who cares like nobody yeah, needs to I, die I initially couple, thought like- maybe it was hey everybody uh, we were in the middle of recording and all of a sudden uh, things just kind of crapped out on us on this website so 
thank you for listening. Uh, we wanted to get to The Witcher. We will do that. Uh, we'll do that in our next episode. Sorry that all of our beautiful Witcher innuendos and puns and weaving it in and out of uh, Winter Wonderland and everything else just fell short here because of technical difficulties. Um, signing off for the crew. Good talks to you out there. Big kisses. Never nervous. Until next time. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talking about anything that makes you get loud.